for our Canadian lifters. Pure passion, real results, what you put in your body should matter. Pure Vita Labs PVL supplements are clean, tested, and approved. Powering athletes for over 25 years. They also power the KOTL podcast. You could trust PVL. Use code KOTL15 for partnership pricing at PVL.com. Six-pack lap of that. We got Waskar. Carpio, the 59-kilo American champion. Coming, coming in hot for the world championships. We were just <laughs> talking um, offline about uh, how crazy this is looking. It, it's yes. absolutely stacked, man. And you were saying... So you were pay, obviously paying heavy attention to the 59 kilo class and previous, previous years. So were you looking at the previous years trying to look at what to expect? Correct. You know, I mean, when I had first started this journey about two and a half years ago, it was one of those things where I am, I'm, I'm the, I'm a type of individual that if, I, if I'm doing something, I'm, I'm pretty much going to go all in, especially if I'm going to take it, if I'm going to take it 1% serious, I'm, I'm going to be all in. So I, I early on learned about Fedoshenko, um, and then, then I started watching, you know, but right when I got into powerlifting, right, it was right during the big peak of COVID. So Worlds, that year's Worlds was canceled. Um, so I kind of kept looking at what other 59 or, or 60s were doing at local meets. I was always on the database looking at what other people were doing, just like seeing like what's, you know, what's possible, what is, right. what's out there, what's everybody else doing versus what I'm doing in the gym. So I, I was always doing my research and kind of seeing what other people were doing to kind of see like, well, you know, do I really have a shot at at doing what I believe I'm, I want to do or what I think I'm capable of? So I've always been doing research kind of deal. Well, so looking at the 59s, previous uh-huh. years, like you were saying, some years at world championships, you can get three guys, sometimes five how many are we looking at here? I think it's 19 and one <laughs> reserve is <so> 20. <laughs> yeah, it's 19 with one reserve. It, Dude, it's, it's crazy, uh... <laughs> man. This, for, that, for that weight class, nine, around not like 19 people from around the world. Right, 19 right. people from around the world are going to show up for that for the 59s. Yes. Yes. And it's 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 so it's such a crazy thing that I feel like I mean in the in the mindset of the IPF, I feel like they always expect such a little turnaround that they put us before the opening ceremony. I don't know. I don't know if anybody's seen that on the schedule, but the 59s are lifting before the opening ceremony. And that. <laughs> well, so I didn't see the schedule yet, but yeah, um, yeah. I don't, who knows, man? This is this is logistically. I don't know how the I, whoever's running this, the meet directors, like this is going to be the craziest week. Absolutely. I don't know how they're gonna do it, man. I'm yeah. freaking, I'm, this is gonna be to run like a true international event where you got people flying from all over the world coming in, and then you're you have to coordinate it with um, so you have your own stream, but you also have to coordinate it with Eurosport, and they have like millions of people watching. Yeah, and the expectation yeah. on Eurosport, like on their end, when they got millions of people watching, they're like, I don't know the logistics of trying to coordinate all that, but I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, man! It would be. But you know, I, and then also too. I mean, the there's 19. Assuming everybody shows up, we only have like a three hour window. So like before the ceremony. So just like you said, it's like making sure that everything flows smoothly. I mean, I I wouldn't want to be on their seats, <laughs> dude. It's got to be stressful as shit. At the very least, like 
obviously they're veterans, right? The, the people yeah. they, and this is the hardest part now. It's getting more and more difficult to give the world championships to like different host nations. Like if someone new was like, why don't you come to this city? It's really good. The city might be beautiful. The problem yeah. is who is the meet director? It's going to be a team, but who's the mm -hmm. team hosting this? Because yeah. you, you gotta be sure you cannot drop the ball. You drop the ball. Everybody wants to jump on you. For real. So yeah. it's like, it's like they would rather go with, um, like how well funded are you? If you got a lot of funding, you probably can afford a big team. If you can afford a big team, we could fly in a bunch of people. All right. It sounds okay. But if you ask, what's your funding like? And it sounds pretty tight. You yeah. Because like, just flying the media team in alone is mm. like a good chunk of change. Um, like it's all going to cost a lot of money. So oh, I don't know. I think man. I lost you, Ryan. Hold on a sec. I still got you again but yeah go. so uh, like i was saying yeah so in terms of like um collecting those bids and whatnot it's difficult a lot of people have ideas like this city would be amazing in that country why not that it's like it's right. more the logistics um like some of these amazing cities in amazing locations that city is amazing but they got other things so they're like why are we going to give you like yeah you're, you're trying to raise funds there's a lot of background stuff and um yeah i i i wonder too because wasn't this world supposed to be in florida it was it was um like supposed to was a strong language it could have been it was a could bid and, yeah. and but when you're bidding that's one of the things where it's like if another nation comes another city comes in that city just is like boom here's the package we're giving then yeah. florida oh, wow. or whomever would be like well, we're not getting that. <laughs> we're like, have a nice world. <laughs> it's like, we're gonna go next year, maybe next year. You know, it's like, gotcha. Okay, okay. Like things happen, and um, with with the size of this world, yeah, you're going with the biggest package that has like the ability to fly in. I mean, freak me, it's gonna be crazy. And Malta is just gorgeous, man. I'm, I am so. This is gonna be my first time international flying. And what a, what a great spot to go, man! Dude, yeah. it looks amazing. I love like like historical landmarks and, and yes. whatnot. And like this looks amazing, man. I started doing a little. You look, you check out the videos and pictures. It's like, damn! And we all got a day off in the middle. Yes. So, so all the lifters are gonna go all out and like go, you know, check is that it out. on uh, Wednesday. Is that like the the Wednesday of the week or something? It's in like the middle. That? I'd okay. have to double check exactly which day. Okay. But that's pretty cool that everybody does. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure they, you know, once names started flooding in and they started seeing the numbers, I don't know if that was already done within the schedule when they were looking at doing the whole thing or afterwards they decided, you know what, it's probably a good idea to put one of these in there. <laughs> Man, but uh, I mean, the fact that everybody's got the same day is amazing because everybody can hang out. Like everybody. Yeah, the thing true. is the people who have all already lifted – Mm -hmm. are hanging out a little different huh right <laughs> you're gonna be like yeah. a little looser. you're gonna be a little like whoo like it's already done you're yeah. you're having whatever if you drink you're having some cocktails you're celebrating or at least eating food not worrying about it you're not water loading or nothing like that Correct. who still have to lift um I mean, obviously not drinking if you drink, but you also, you might be water loading. You might be watching what you eat, but at least you could still walk around and you're not exactly. you got to conserve your energy though. But 
whatever, man. I'm, I'm commentating. Yeah, I know. You're commentating. You're going to be having the time of your life, man. Dog, I'm going like, to... It's going to be like a Jay-Z video for me, man. And then, not... I didn't even know, but it, it was one of the big movies or shows that was filmed there. I was Robert. looking at the... Uh, oh, uh, Game I, of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was dude, like, what? I'm a huge Game of Thrones dude. So when I, I need to see these these castles, and yeah. it looks so cool. I'm like, damn. I know. It's it's <laughs> wild. Yeah, I need to see that in person, and then I that's one of the shows that I want to watch as well. So it's gonna be cool. I'll probably I'm gonna go backwards, see see the place, then watch the show, and then I'm gonna compare it. <laughs> Dude, we gotta like reenact some of the events from Game of Thrones and shit. Some some really nerdy shit that people are really? gonna hate. Some oh really cringy. <laughs> but um, well, you haven't seen Game of Thrones? No, man. It's one of the shows that I, I want to watch, and I and the only reason I I haven't watched it is because everybody has the same opinion on the very last season, right? And I just it's like, man, all right, like now that I've heard that, it it keeps me from like starting it because I know the ending is not going to be you know the hype, I guess you can say. But I guess it's it's up to me to judge and not not to take somebody else's opinion. No, that's pretty much the fact. But but <laughs> but but. <laughs> No, all right. Well, that's a positive spin at the end, but I think you're <laughs> going to be disappointed. However, this is what I'll tell you. Um, seasons one through like three, four, you know, five-ish are absolute, like, I mean, some of the best television ever seen in my life. Like, I mean, like season one, as long as you don't know spoilers, if you know all the spoilers, it ain't going to hit the same. But if you don't and you got to like tell, you just got to avoid this. Season one rattled when it happened and everyone who watched game of thrones knows exactly what it is season it. two season two exact same and i mean i watched it i was that dude look here, here it is it, let, me, let me tell you who i was all right my one boy was like trying to talk me into the game of thrones it's like 2000 whenever it first started like 2014 uh -huh. or whatever i remember we were all at like a sports bar watching a boxing or ufc whatever my buddies like um trying to tell me about it and i'm like dude you're talking about dragons and wizards like get <laughs> i'm like i'm like you're embarrassing me man yeah <laughs> i'm like stop talking right now we're at a sports bar doing manly shit what are you doing right now and he was like i'm just telling you man it's a really good blah 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 I'm like no man so anyways uh i was super duper not in uh-huh watch the first season and he's like first few episodes i get it he's like but stay until it happens and then when I seen it, the big event from season one, I'm like blown away. And I'm like, I'm Here in, we go. in. And I'm like, that's it. I'm all the way in. And then when season two happened, there's something that happens in season two. I like was so rattled. I like called one of my buddies and I'm like, dude, I don't even, I like feel feelings right now that I haven't like, I'm like rattled, man. He's like, dude. oh yeah. yeah okay. no, but I mean like there's okay. visuals, there's events and visuals that happen that I'm like, I got up, man. I had to go for a walk and collect myself and, and wow. think about think about things and be like, okay. what is going on right now? It was okay. it was wild. It was very impactful for me. And then season three has an event like that. There's just things that turn. And then as the seasons go on, they don't have those key turning point events. Got it. And and then in the last season, they had too many loose ends that they tried to wrap up too quickly. And mm. so, um, but just for those seasons alone and those events alone to see it take it in and be like, damn it was it was worth it was worth the ride my man yeah well you know what i am arriving early at malta so oh, you know, 
they're gonna have some time to kill so <laughs> yeah i mean it depends yeah i mean it'd be i don't know man i don't know if i want to binge watch television when you're in a, a paradise maybe, like that but maybe maybe i'll be at the hotel the the night before watching it and then out the window is going to be the you know <laughs> you're in the castle went down exactly yeah, you're in the castle and you feel like you're <laughs> defending the gates exactly um, it's 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 wild. so we were also talking about how you linked up with Steve uh, Denovi before uh, how many months ago seven nine no it, it would have been right after nationals so basically a year let's call it a year okay, okay. It, it, it was right after USAPL nationals which was June eighth of of last year if we're looking at this because I was looking at your numbers yeah and um the story of you is like the story of constantly chasing a fucking big ass number, a big, a big total, yeah. a big, you know, coming into, and if we're honest, coming into PA Nats, uh-huh. you had 613.5 to hit. And yeah. it was a contentious debate whether or not people thought you were going to hit this. If we look Absolutely. at, you know what I mean? It, it, here's the thing. If we look at your previous, um, let's pull this up here. So previously you would hit 600, but your mm-hmm. body weight was 64.4, which yes. is at that percentage wise for 59 kilos that's a far ways away that is like that is percentage wise that's way more so then looking at it it was like he has to hit 13 and a half kilos more at Uh a substantial body weight less and then if we looked at some of your other um you know previous competitions where you're closer you're in the 60 kilo class not 59 but one kilo off you're at 587 and a half 590 which is 23.5 kilos off. So then it's like walking into PA Nats. Yeah. It became, how the hell is he going to do this? You could see where like, it wasn't necessarily written on the wall. Some people writing on the wall, I think they'll hit. But you were confident. You were super confident you were going to hit this. What was going on in training? We'd seen glimpses and I'd seen glimpses, but the progress was phenomenal. Yeah, so I will. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go back to 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 the day where kind of all, all kind of came together where I knew that I have a shot or I have the ability to become a world champion. I just need the opportunity, and it was after the Arnold. So going into the Arnold, I had just done. Uh, my first 59 kilo meet at Washington States. And I did, I think it was 545 uh, total on the day. And I was just, it, my cut didn't go as well. I had to do a lot of sauna. I was still at this point doing all of my own dieting. Um, I had a coach still, but I, I was doing all of my own nutrition. And my my mentality coming from wrestling, I was all about, ah, I can cut the weight, no big deal. It's, I've done it before plenty of times, right? Mm. So going into States, cut didn't go the best. I did what I did on the day. It is what it is. So then I I went, went back on prep shortly after knowing that the Arnold was going to be in March. This was in October of the previous year. So I went on prep shortly after. I didn't gain a bunch of weight back. And I just cruised at a lower body weight. And I knew – and I. I just had to find that fine line where I wasn't suffering, you know, because I am a bigger 59 at the end of the day. So I had to find that fine line where I was still enjoying my life, essentially, and but not getting too heavy. 
So I did, and training was going well, numbers started picking up, and it was just me still taking advantage of the newbie gains, because at that point, I was still only about a year and three months going into the Arnold, into the sport, and training was going well, training was going well, and that's right around when the whole split happened with the IPF and USAPL, so then got an extra kilo of body weight to work with, I was like, ah, yes, let's go. That's right? a big kilo. <laughs> That's a, and then, you know, you say it all the time, but it, as as a 59, every kilo counts. Mm. Every kilo counts because one kilo as a 59, it's almost 1% of the body weight, right? So I was like, all right, I got an extra kilo to work with. Perfect. Now, now, now I'm really cruising because I think going into the Arnold when I was like two months out or so, I was probably... 62 62 and a half kilos so i was like oh i'm i'm big chilling this is a lot way less than anything i've done in the in the past so sure sure as heck we we go to the arnold i do 590 perfect um i knew that i had more in the tank because i because i missed my my third deadlift on grip so i was like you know what i left some out there and that in that meet actually had i hit had i hit my third deadlift i would have done 600 kilos so i knew that i left 600 kilos on the table on that day which would have been at that point, 55 kilo PR, right? It's like, okay, that was there. Now let's, let's go back to the drawing board. So then we were prepping for, for nationals. Um, few things went wrong with injuries. I, I used to be a, a hook gripper um, and I got a thumb injury that kept me from pulling anything above 500 pounds without straps. I, I, I could barely hold on to it because the pain that I was having on my thumb so I knew that going into nationals, which this was around the same time that you and I were talking in the DMs and you were like, hey, man, Fedeschenko's not going to be there. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. And, you know what I mean? And then, you know, I, at the time I was so new to the sport that I didn't now watching Sheffield, right? I'm like, dude, I don't, this guy's talking about Sheffield. Like, I don't, I, 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 it didn't process to me how big this meet was. <laughs> you didn't know yet. <laughs> that was like, in my head, I set out that I'm going to become, you know, the number one U.S. lifter on the day at USAPL Nationals. And, and that was that. So I set out to do that. I, I came into that meet probably 85, 90 percent of what I was capable of. So I took a, a, a little dip, took what was there on the day, just enough to win. Um, and then when I, I knew that after Nationals, my, my coach at the time, he was going to start his full time job as a, as a police officer. And uh, I've, I've always had Steve DeNovi in mind as somebody who I would want to be coached by. And, and, and it was him or, or nobody else. And sure as heck, I, I messaged him and he was like, hey, well, after Nationals, I'm going to open up a few spots, fill out the application and we'll go from there. And then he takes me on. And that's where everything kind of started. And I, start, I put my trust. This is where when because when I when me and him met, I told him what I wanted. I was like, hey, Steve, I want to go to PNATS. I want to go to the IPF. I want to become a world champion. And he was like, all right, this is what we have to do. I'm like, all right, just, just put it on paper, and, I, and then I'm going to get it done. And that's, and that's where I, I, I feel like after nationals is where I, I, I truly embrace the, like, just get it done and go on to the next. And that's where I feel like that 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 switch flipped and the mentality followed what what I physically am capable of doing, um, because I, I knew I was always physically able to do something great. But 
I just had to allow my mind to follow suit to to then allow my body to work as one. And that was after national. So training like off the bat, different programming, different approach. He switched as, as soon as I hopped with him, he switched a few things with my technique. And then we just copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste and started rinsing and repeating. Um, and then, you know, all of the the, the PA national qualifying uh, world championship stuff came out. And I was like, even even like like I mean, just like you said, you know, it it was a big ask, you know. My oh, best, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Listen, dude, dude, you know, we'll hop back in the story. That's why I say, yeah. for you listening, like, I mean, when you would ask experts, like, I mean, people who've been in the game, a lot of people, like, I don't know, like, this is a big, this is a big, it was a big yeah. ask. Yeah, yeah. So then, um, that came out, and you know, I I remember that. I think I was at. I think I was at work when that post came out and um, you know, when, when I seen it and I honestly thought it was a typo, like, I'm not kidding. (laughs) You're like, you're kidding me. (laughs) (laughs) What was this? You're like, you're like, (laughs) I was like, (laughs) when you look at it, you're like, yo, they, they want me to be, you know, top three or top five in the history of, of, of the weight class for me to make the world team. And that, and then I remember messaging Steve was like, bro, you, you think this is real? And then it's funny enough. I messaged PA and I was like, how are you guys getting this total? <laughs> That's, I, that was it. I was so baffled by it. Cause you know, in the previous year it's always been like a, more like a Carpino four or five, where it's like five fifties, five sixty, And that, you know, mentally, I was like, all right, we'll just go in, hit a hit a easy SBD day, go back. We, we when Steve and I were when our game plan came about, we were like, all right, we'll just go into P and Ats, do a SBD, keep cruising. We, we were gonna treat it as a training day, right? And <laughs> cruise into worlds to leave it all at, at the world championships. And then these total come out, and then Steve was like, I I, I remember he 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 sent me a voice message like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> It's like it's like well, it's, it, we're gonna test it out now. Yeah. It's, for anyone listening, just so they know, um, the Carpino is essentially with the U.S. and and around the world, some other nations. You you take the winning total from the last three IPF worlds, and the average for them will be the Carpino one. That's very high expectations, but it's Team USA. So here's Team USA is always going to be killers, 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 right through killers. So their expectation is, you know, other nations might do, you know, Carpino two, three, where it's it's going further down the rung, but US's expectations, we win. We're coming to win the weight class anyways. If you yeah. can't win the weight class, we'll double up in another weight class where we have two killers that both could go in that weight class. Like they're, it's very high expectation. So when they take a look at the 59s, that is Shanko the freak that he is like just took the like set some freaking totals that are stupid like yeah. you know stupid so i mean 670 it's it's ridiculous however thank god um yeah. the other year in south africa when uh antoine garcia from france which is yeah. another powerlifting nation obviously france is on the major come up um is the total lowered now he's still a, a phenomenal lifter but Correct. You know, thank God too. They they went to France, or sorry, they went to South Africa. So a lot of totals came down for a right, lot right. of people in South Africa. So that actually helped out. 
That actually yeah. helped the Carpino, not just yourself, but a lot of the Carpinos came down because South Africa took a hit on people's totals. So then, all right, that kept you in the game. Think, For real. Think. God, man. Indiana, you're going to have to you're gonna have to battle it to Garcia, but at the same time, you probably owe him a beer. Hey, probably. Just like that. Amen. 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 Yeah, that's right. Amen. Take it easy. <laughs> all right. For real. Um, so then, you know, I, and then the the backstory to that meet where where I had to do a meet for PA Nationals before uh, before Nationals, it was just one of those things where it was not necessarily right after Nationals, but right after Nationals, I wasn't watching what I eat, and I think I got up to one fifty two or what is that sixty nine kilos? Ooh, damn, ten kilos yeah. off! Holy, it's twenty two pounds, my. <laughs> God, Oscar. I put I put down food, dude, and I can't help you. You living the good life. Oh, damn. You, you're like Buster Douglas after he beat Mike Tyson. He, oh, really? was, he ate himself into a diabetic coma, by the way. Dude, this is crazy. <laughs> wow. dude, I, I, I just can't stay away from, from Crumble, bro. Crumble's the... Uh, hey, I met at that. I met yeah, at that. So. You know, then I I go back. I knew I knew what I have to do, and that's one of those things where like I, I I do it, but then I also give myself enough time to like, all right, here's my here's here's the timeline. How much weight do I have to lose? Where do I have to be X amount of weeks out or whatever? Um, so it's like, yes, I do that, but I but I but I understand I have a I have a job at hand to to take care of. So, um, I started dieting, and that specific me, since it was in uh, Lake Tahoe in California. It was just, I just treated it as a vacation day with my wife and son. And so I was out there, I, I was, I was still eating my, uh, my meal preps and everything. Um, but like, I wasn't really too worried about it. Cause I knew as long as I weighed in under 66, then, or yes, uh, uh, under, uh, under 66, I was going to be fine. So, um, I weighed in and it was just a training day. I, it was just a regular SPD day. We we planned to do 600 kilos with the uh, with the top end attempts and then but I still had my back downs in the back to do so it was just like go boom boom and then we were training again uh, a few days later um, but that's the backstory to that to to that meet is that I just did it to get the the qualifying meet for PA nationals and uh, it was just a regular old training day like a you know when when people say my 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 weekly total or SBD total it was just one of those days that I just did 600 on the day. And went on went on about the day. So, quick question there. Um, yeah. Refresh my memory. So that you were allowed to, as long as you hit a national qualifying total, it didn't matter if it's 66, 74, you're a nationally qualified lifter. So no, you could go to whatever actually, weight class? Yeah, it, yeah. it could have been in uh, whatever weight class, as long as you had a meet under PA oh, Okay, got you. So the total actually didn't even matter. I could have went on there and lifted 55 kilos on each lift and went, and went home. Gotcha, gotcha. But you might, was, yeah, exactly. yeah. So it, but so the way it lined up, I believe it ended up being like week three of my training block, and then we just went went there. It was like a time for I, my wife and I actually took a road trip. We we road trip from Washington down there, and uh, training day, and then came back home, and then it was that. Um, and but, how big was it to hit the six hundred kilos? Even though you've always been fairly close, just yeah, yeah. mentally to be like, all right, we're here. Yeah. We're into the six hundreds. You know, it's a little easy to wrap around your head. Correct. And I think, and again, too, I think once I, once, cause, I, and to be honest, that, that 600 was harder than it should have been. Um, just, just for the simple fact, like squats, I had to go 
uh, deeper than than I normally would, would would have wanted. The judges were just wanted deeper squats on the day. It is what it is. We we adjusted it and, and, and hit it. Um, bench was just we didn't really we we weren't really pushing bench singles that block. So we just took the three or three I believe that was there, and then deadlift was just deadlift. We just put I think it was five thirty four on the day or something like that and. But before that meet, we knew that 613 was possible. It was just the way the training lined up, 600 was all we wanted to do on the day. Um, but after the post was made and Steve and I started talking about what we need to do, we knew that it was possible. It wasn't going to be easy. It wasn't going to be a walk in the park like, you know, like any like any of the any of the other car, carpinos that needed to be hit right um we knew it wasn't going to be easy but we knew it was possible and that's and that's really all i needed i needed steve to believe in me as a coach you know myself to believe that it was possible and then those those two came together and and then we put it together but we we knew it was always possible to do it we just needed to execute on the day so when you when you rolled into PA Nats, how did it feel? Did it feel the same? Did it feel different? Did it feel like there were eyeballs on you with the weight of what you're yeah. trying to achieve, making it onto a national team, knowing Sheffield's going to – oh, there's a lot of people at Sheffield ready to take spots as well and maybe yeah. double up in certain weight classes if you don't yeah. hit. And they're all watching, and they're yeah. not necessarily cheering for you, and it's nothing to do with you. It's all for to do sure. with them. <laughs> for sure. You know, it was actually – that was part of the driving factor. Uh not to, you know, I, I get it. It's, it's it's part of the game. But there were a lot of people counting on other weight classes to miss. And, uh, you know, underlining um, without saying it, I knew a lot of people, not, not a lot, but uh, some people were counting on the 59 not to hit because it was a big ask. So when I was uh, walking into PA Nats, like I knew, you know, some dreams were going to be crushed. <laughs> and it's just, it was as simple as that, um, <laughs> you know, because – Especially, I believe it was the the last two blocks of training. Like I knew that as long as I execute on the day, I knew I was either going to walk in with the bare minimum of the of the six thirteen and a half. As long as I executed, six thirteen was 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 the bare minimum, and that's why I I, I had more on the deadlift that I unfortunately failed. Um, but yeah. 613 was the bare minimum and 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 then I knew that some dreams were going to be crushed on that day. <laughs> well, you and um Brian Lee, he's a teammate. He's with Steve as well, right? Uh no, uh, he's actually self-coached, crazy enough. Is he really? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> Holy smokes, man. Yeah. He's um, he, he's built slightly different, man. <laughs> dude, he's built different. He's also another guy like some of these some of these Carpinos, they leave no no room to spare. Like you just, yeah, you, yeah. you, you can't miss. Yeah. Um, he had to get into the seven hundreds for 66. I mean, he's capable, but we're taught seven ten was the world record. I mean, it's, yeah. we're getting close, man. We're getting, there's yeah. just, you know, you can't have a bad day. You can't even have a so-so day. You got to yeah. have a good day. It has to come, come. It's like, it's, it's one of those things where it's like as powerlifters, we, we get the one day and this, this one day needed to come together. Like me and Brian, we needed, that day <laughs> you, you it, at least you got what you needed and you felt the pressure at least to hit these numbers Correct. and the, the pressure and being able to perform under pressure means a lot and Correct. it's a big stage everybody's watching and you know everybody's watching yes. um after you hit so so you make it on the national team 
And yep. now you're looking ahead at the world championships. Uh-huh. And obviously Sheffield's already happened and everybody's seen Sheffield. Uh, I'm not, I don't I think I got to ask you if you've seen Sheffield. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, tell me about that. I missed it. What was this? <laughs> um, but uh, it'd be almost as surprising because you didn't see Game of Thrones either. So I'm like, my man, where you, where you been, man? It's the Game of Thrones of powerlifting essentially. But um, so when you're at the world championships, all of the qualifications, I'm not sure if they fully announced yet, but at the very least for last year, mm-hmm. we know winning the world championships in 95% of the world record yep. is how you guarantee yourself a trip to Sheffield. After that, it's going to come down to wild cards. Now this year we had like the year that the Sheffield that just passed, we had an abnormal amount of of wild cards, I think. Mm-hmm. I think the I, I think there'll probably be less wild cards this world championships. I yeah, think yeah. a lot of people, for instance, like Leah Bavois uh missed her 63 kilo weigh-in. Mm-hmm. Meg Meg won the world championships, missed uh the 95%. So this goes to wild cards. Leah ends up going in with a wild card, but I think, um, you know, there's like Jesus Oliveras missing the total as well. Total shocker right, yeah. has, has to get in through wild card. Like a lot of people ended up through wild cards. I think this world's in, in uh, Malta. I foresee mostly it just getting filled up with people Correct. hitting and far less wild cards available. So Correct. having said that, the total that is 95% mm-hmm. for yourself of the world record do you know what that total is? Yep. I do. I freaking do. Oh, you do. <laughs> I, I knew you would. Yeah. Um, so for everyone listening, what, what is that total? 636. That's right. Right on the money. And yeah. I'm in group chats talking about it. And, <laughs> um, and we haven't done the preview show yet. Mm-hmm. But you already know what everyone else is telling themselves when they see 636. It's probably the same things you've heard with the 613.5 you were supposed to say for the Carpino. Almost like here we go again. Yep. Very, very similar, only the game is stepping up and up and up and up as it should. It's the world's now. What are your thoughts about 636? Is it possible? Can can you pull this off? Because that's now 23 kilos more and that's a big ask. Uh, do I believe that I can pull it off? Yes. Um, now I am also realistic in the fact that this is my first world championship. I don't, I've, I've seen too many of the, uh, people very confident going into worlds and what they're going to do and what the plan is. And then you travel, like my travel time is 22 hours to get there. I have that in mind. Um, I am and that's that's a big reason why I'm arriving early. I'm arriving five days early before I compete, just to give myself enough time. I giving myself the best shot, essentially, um, to acclimate. But it's 22 hours travel time, but only eight hours difference. So not a not not the biggest deal when it comes to adjusting to uh, to time zone. Um, but you know, I'm I'm being realistic with myself, and I don't want to overextend myself going for this the 6:13, but Based on how training is going and what the numbers I've hit under certain circumstances with programming, um, I do believe that it's there. I do believe that it's possible. Because you have, if we pull this up here, I'm going to pull up the uh, nominations here. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously there's yourself, Franklin Leone, who's a Wiley veteran from Ecuador, but he's, I believe, more in a downslide. I mean, he's going to be 40 years old this year if he's not yeah, only and, 40 now. And I mean, I don't know if he's going to show up too, because last year he was nominated and didn't show up. So right. We'll yeah, we'll see. You, you never know. Um, we got Chinese Taipei coming in with a 585, as well as Antoine Garcia from France coming in with 585. And it's full well conceivable because the 585 is old, they might be floating around six, six hundo. Mm -hmm. That's that's it's conceivable. It's not from France to Malta is a very from Chinese Taipei to Malta. It's going to be a hell of a trip. France to Malta is very favorable. I mean, Malta for anyone listening is on, it's just South of Italy. So it's, it's, you know, it's right there by uh, for France. I don't know what the kind of travel is, but it's very friendly. Right. Right. You could foresee Antoine Garcia going around six hundo ish, whatever. Um, so to your point, if anyone's floating around 600 kilos, they're a threat. But if you're if you're on your A game, you should have a spread. But you mm -hmm. also, to your point, it's not the kind of spread where it's like, I show up, I could start missing lifts, I could start whatever and still win. So you got to, I know what you mean, where you're like, I need to, I, it's far and away, become a world champion and secure the bag. And you're right. a world champion for the rest of your life. You're going to be telling oh, your kid when they're old, like, yeah, your dad was a world champion, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like have all these stories. Um, but on the same token, Sheffield. my God, man, Sheffield. Dog. This, I mean, that's, is that's after watching this year's first, it is like, there is, there is nothing. There's no other pinnacle than being on that stage, like that. It, it was insane to watch. That was just insane to watch. And God, man, yeah. I, I, I want that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, ah. <laughs> Here, here's here's something. Okay. Yeah. And, and not to put too much pressure on you, whatever. But you got it. You yeah. got like a. You're a young guy. You got a lot of a lot you can achieve in your career. But um, historically speaking, do you watch boxing and MMA, by the way? I watch a lot of MMA, not uh, too okay. much boxing. Okay, so I'm going to use some references here. I Everyone listening to the podcast knows I use reference points with MMA often, but it just helps me. This is my sport. But for reference points, so the, the smaller weight classes in powerlifting, historically speaking, never got the love that they should have. Mm -hmm. um, Yash, who's a 59, did a video saying... Look at what the smaller weight classes in powerlifting are doing right now. He was talking about the 66s being three nominated people are seven, seven, ten and up. The right. world record is seven ten. Mm -hmm. And and then you have Penna, who's a former world champ. He's hit 700. Throw yeah. him in the mix. So that's four. And they're from they're a global presence. They're legitimately spread all over the world from yeah. US to Europe to Asia. And that's beautiful for the sport. Because yes. like, like when you have a global presence like that, um, as opposed to just like yeah, one nation has like a bunch of people, it, it doesn't, doesn't quite ring the same, not the quite global spread. And you have guys like Penna who has star power reach, like he drops a video and boom goes to die, like thousands of likes, like it's nuts. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane as reach. And that's good, not just for him, but all the other 66s. When he shows up to worlds, mm -hmm. it's important to have a guy like that he brings eyeballs. Good. So everybody around there, if you get into, you know, back and forth with them, and then it's a battle on the platform, everybody wins. These things are beautiful. 
Correct. And, um, and Yash was bringing attention to that saying like, look what's going on in the powerlifting. And then he brought up you as well. And he brought up your lifts as well, what you're doing in the 59s. And it's exciting because previously we had Fedoshenko. For mm -hmm. anyone listening, it's been a hot minute. He's from Russia. Um, I mean, if you look at the 59s, historically speaking, I think four of the 10 are from Russia. Like Russia had a lot of 59s, right. but Russia's gone. And he's not coming on podcasts. He's not dropping quotes. He's not, he's barely posting anyways, even yeah. when he was around, let alone now that he's, now that he's gone. I mean, he's gone. We'll see what happens when he comes back. He's also an older athlete. We don't know if yeah. he's ever going to come back to his former self, but what you're doing coming from the U S you're on social media, you're doing podcasts. If I could relate this to, um, you know, MMA, there was a time when for a while there, Mighty Mouse was the flyweight champion of the UFC and they couldn't get him to sell for anything. Yes. So they couldn't get him to sell a pay-per-view for his life. And he yeah. was the, possibly the best in the world and they couldn't do it. They, Dana White's like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this guy. It yeah, came yeah. to the point where he is the reigning 125 pound champion. And 59 kilos is like, like that's the, the equivalent. Yeah, yeah, this is the Mighty Mouse, all right? And they couldn't sell him. It got to the point where Dana White traded away their world champion, Flyweight, traded him to another organization while he's still the champion. Said, take him. Let me take one of your contenders from 170, which became bad, Ben Askren. He wasn't even a champion. He's that like, was the worst trade ever. Well, it is what it is. Yeah, we could get into that, right? But uh, but uh, but they for Ben Askren. And, um, and then after that, though, so everyone's like, you can't sell flyweights. You can't sell flyweights. Enter Henry Cejudo. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now this American guy, you know, Olympic gold medalist, he's got a different bite to him. And he's talking, he's doing social media. And Henry Cejudo was an entirely different animal. All of a sudden, people got excited because he beat Mighty Mouse. Because, um, yeah, he beat Mighty Mouse outright, actually. So, Correct. He yeah, beat so before, he beat Mighty Mouse right right before he got traded out. Right before he got traded out. So I said he, he there were talks of the trade when so when Mighty Mouse is champ, he loses, they trade. Okay. And then Suhudo under Suhudo. Now Suhudo's actually doing pay-per-views. Mighty Mouse couldn't hold pay, headline pay-per-views, and Suhudo changes the game. So looking at the lighter weight classes, what it means to have a guy like you coming on podcasts posting because you have a different look to you altogether mm -hmm. when you post on social media you have a different vibe to you altogether the previous again champion fedoshenko never did any of these kind of things and what it would mean if you represented the 59s at sheffield on the yeah. world's biggest stage it's not even just representing us representing yourself but almost when cejudo said this division was on life support Right. And I, I breathe new life into it. Yeah. I breathe new meaning into it. I And now the division is what it is, right? With um, Moreno and Figueredo and whatever, it's 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 fine. It's not going anywhere. They're talking right. about closing the whole division. The UFC yeah. was going to close off the flyweights because nobody cared. Yep. And you just needed the right guys to make it care again. And yep. um, it would mean, you know, I want to talk a bit about this, you know, being on the smaller end for athletes and what it means. And when you're looking to people that you look up to and, and when you look at other sports and then what it could mean for yourself, knowing like, if not this year, next year, forget the Sheffield, if I do certain things, I could be that flag for everyone else and be like, no, 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 we can be, we can be charismatic. We can have fans. You've seen in the 66s, 
Don't tell me Pennington. Pennington can do it six to six. Yes. What are your thoughts on all this? You know, it is that is a great point to to bring up because, um, right. But I I have been in the sport for a, a short time. I guess you can say two and a half years. Um, but as far as I know, uh, correct me on this. There wasn't really a lot of hype the way the way it is now until Penna joined the scene. Is 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 that is that fair to say? One hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. And I was when Sheffield was going on. Um, I was actually working out, and I was talking to um, Alexander Nathan. You know uh, the yeah. American Nathan. Yeah. So with him, and then I was like, man, it's like nobody would like currently right now. Because in the in and the only reason I'm able to say this is because Fedoshenko, even if he was to come back and he hits a big total, qualifies for Sheffield, he can't do it because of his failed drug test in the past. That's one of the criteria. So currently, as the, as the playing field sits, nobody's came close to that total. Besides one other Russian that hit uh, six thirteen, you have Charlie Yang, who's now at uh, sixty six, who hit six thirty six, and then there's me um uh followed so nobody would ever expect at this time for a, a 59 to ever be to take one of those spots let alone earn a wild card right because since it's all about records the the 59 records are all over the place because squat is held by by probably a shorter individual who had crazy monster squat bench is held by fedoshenko deadlift is held by uh, a puller you know deadlift specialist at a out of Canada, and then there's the total. So the odds of a 59 currently joining or being part of the second, third, nobody's no, nobody's looking that far out or even expecting it. Everybody's looking at the other big names. Um, so it is one of those things that, like, I, 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 I really do feel like I can be that guy that can, again, I don't know, put a – and and I and I don't say this with intent of like taking somebody else's dream away or whatever, but it's like I have I have I have my own own dreams and aspirations in the sport, and like I I truly believe that I can be that person for the for the class, and I I just do, man. You know what I mean? I just I I have this belief in myself that. Since I started doing all this research early on, because again, I'm 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 all in kind of mentality. Like if I, if I'm gonna do this, like I'm for real gonna do this. And a lot of it stems from now being a father, and those two and a half, three hour sessions that I'm at the gym. If I'm gonna go to Worlds and fail, I might as well stay home with my son and mm. forget those sessions. You know what I'm You know, so being that I've done what I've done in the time that I've been in, in the sport and the time that I potentially have, I'm, I'm only 25. Uh, I I do believe that I can be that guy to hit that 613 and, and I mean, no, no, sorry, uh, 636 and go beyond and go beyond that. Cause yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's so I'm going to say this one last thing. Cause yeah, it's, not, it's not far. It's not far from where I already am. It's not far. Cause I mean, in order for me to add, the the 23 kilos i would have just had to hit that third deadlift not come in with a shoulder injury and be able to push bench and and squat the five kilos that i had on squat at at pa nationals like it's it's not a 
yes, on paper is 23 kilos. People look at that number and I get it. 23 keys is a lot for, for a 59. Um, but to me, I look at it, it's like, nah, it's like all I had to do was execute here, come in on the day healthy here and just push myself a little more here. And that's, and that's the way I think about it. And I, and I just simplify it in my head so that it doesn't be, become this huge deal. Oh, it's 23 kilos. Instead, mm-hmm. it's just a little here, a little here, and a little here, and, that, and that's it. Put it together, man. You, Anytime you're faced with a crazy task, you get, breaking it down makes it way easier. Yeah. Like how, how do I get there? And then you, you break it down a little bit, and you're like, all right, well, this isn't that crazy. Exactly. You know, there, there, there's room. Exactly. There, there's room, and there was room. And that's and, – and, and like me, there's, there's you know uh, – uh, what what's that uh, what's that thing where they say you know um, delusion is believing in something? What, what's that saying? What's the definition of being delusional? It's like when you believe in something and it's like it's and not, it's not happening. True. yeah, and it's not true or, or something like that. But you constantly you just don't let it go or whatever. Like it's not what I what I'm saying. It's not something that it's crazy because I've never done it. It's or it's not crazy because it's it's a big ask. It's more of like no, it's like he's right. You know, if if he would have hit that third deadlift, he would have actually been at six twenty three kilos. Huh. Now he's he's only looking at thirteen kilos. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, now yeah. when I look at that number, thirteen kilos, oh, that ain't that ain't nothing to you know. If 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 I can put if I can put twenty three kilos on my total when when nobody else thought it was possible, besides me, my coach, and and, and the people that know me, then what's what's thirteen kilos? You know. And that's 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 literally the way I'm looking at it going into going into worlds. It's like, yeah, I I have the travel time, so I'm being very respectful of that of that variable. I I'm not taking it lightly at all, but I I truly understand and believe that if I'm there and the opportunity, if if my body allows me to, you best believe and and put all 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 your chips on the fact that if it comes down to that third pool. And it equal in six thirty six. It's gonna get loaded. Here's the thing: I, I guarantee you, um, all the other fifty nines, whether it be the defending champ Garcia from France or any of them, they if if you hit six thirty six and you and you win it, at the very least, you know they're gonna be like, well, one of us got through. Exactly. One of us is gonna be on that stage, and and you be I I can't speak for them, but I'm. I'd be guessing they're watching, like, put on a show, young man. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like you fly our flag and let them know. Let's yes. bring some. Let's bring some eyeballs to our weight class. And yes. here's the thing with, you know, we're already doing um, phone calls, like with SBD. Like I'm obviously I, I worked the Sheffield event, uh, for, like the original Sheffield event 2020, and then the the one that just passed. But we're already doing phone calls talking about ideas in the promotional. What's going to happen, and I can't get into details, obviously, but yeah. the amount in terms of budget, in terms of teams, in terms of everything for the hype leading into this one is, I mean, it's not even close. The first one was a tester and everyone yeah. thought it was amazing. <clears throat> it was a tester. This next one, the the budgetary plans that are going to, people are going to see on rule for the second one is going to be like crazy because now they know. And then the actual event itself is going to be like a whole nother level as well. But what what I'm saying is if you, for the 59s to have somebody like you, 
I'm telling you the opportunities that arise when they start sending crews to follow you, get your story and whatever. And some of the other things that I can't talk about that they have planned for projects that are going to happen and they're dropping coin, my friend, they're dropping some serious <laughs> coin going. Um, in turn, everyone, in, everyone in the sport's going to know who, whoever makes it to this Sheffield, everyone in the sport's going to see you, see your story. They're all going to like, it's going to be lovely. You're going to be on so many different content, digital assets that it's crazy. And, um, and what it'll do, not just for yourself, but what it'll do for your class, your weight class. Yeah. It could be the Cejudo effect where you're like, but why not me? Why but, not? But why can't I do what Penna did? Yeah. And why can't people follow behind me all of a sudden? Like, look at Penna now. It's like, Jesus. You know, <laughs> he looks at the nominations. He's like, damn, our class blew up. <laughs> but, but, you know, but, but it can happen. There was right. never rivalries in the 66 where people are like, oh my God, I can't wait to see. Now there is. Now right. there's, and people bigger very rarely look down on the uh, people smaller and watch historically. Like yeah, three, yeah. four years ago, nobody would. Three, four right. years ago, nobody would. Now, you're, you're kidding me? People aren't going to watch the 74s and 66s? Yes. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. Of course they will. Um, so, yeah, you can. You have opportunities to. And again, if not, the, even if this year, even if you don't get um, 636, even if this year you win the Worlds and obviously podcasts, preview shows and the whole nine, it's lovely and it's going to be a great experience. And if it's Eurosport, Eurosport's going to show not every weight class, but every weight class highlights and, and the champions. Yeah. and what, So you, millions of people will see it. There'll be millions of people who are like smaller athletes like yourself watching and they will see. And they're like, yeah. what sports can I play? And yeah. then they'll see you. And, and the beautiful thing again, the you know, with Penn in the 66 is when you get a guy who stands out and he's got some charisma on that platform, a smaller guy, see that Eurosports one of those nets and social media are those nets that you cast the net and other people are going to see it and be like, I got my sport. Yeah. Now I'm, now I'm coming. I didn't even think of that. That's beautiful. I want to yeah. be that. See what Oscar's doing? His arms out being like, you know, and he's in all the pictures posing and now he's doing podcasts and interviews and, and you make it to Sheffield. And if they see those stories and everything, they're like some, a bunch of people are going to be like, I want what he has now. Yeah. Now you're going to have rivals and it's going to get tough, but you know, it's, it's a beautiful man. Sports is a beautiful thing. And this is where not for nothing, man, but I, even back in the day when I first reached out to you, Seen a little something, something about the way you carry yourself was different than we'd seen in the 59s previous. Yeah. Capability wise, as well as how you handle yourself. And I was like, I don't you know. know I, I, I tried because I, I when, when I started the, uh, the whole journey, when I going into my very, my very first meet, which even then my wife wasn't able to attend. She was pregnant with, with, with our son. And, you know, I think it's, it started early on from where I was like, you know, I, I can't really, I can't fail at this. Not, not, not because I don't like failing, not because I'm going to look at, get looked at as, ah, you, you failed or you, you didn't come in first, but it was just simply one of those things where I spent so much time away from, from the family doing this hobby essentially and it's like it's that it's that mentality that like whenever I listen to Panna's podcast, it I it really hits home for me because the way he he's so passionate about just I'm I'm winning this or I I can't fail. There's there's second is not an option. If if it ain't first, it's like 
there there he he doesn't see it any other way and i'm and i'm very similar to that in that aspect because it's it it comes down to if i'm not going to be first or if i'm not going to do something that's changing right it's, it's different than what this weight class is used to seeing why am i spending all this time here when i could just be watching my son grow mm. you know and uh, that's that's that and and that's where after after nationals i had that that shift in mentality where it's like you know we're we're getting ready to embark on this journey that many dream like the the sport is is small for what it is or or niche but many many powerlifters dream of being able to be on that stage where i'm getting ready to step on here in 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 a short four weeks and I, and i don't take it i don't take it lightly um i have earned my spot um by by hitting the uh the carpino but it's just like i'm i'm going into it with that mentality that it's like there's there's no other option but to win and not not and then not only win but of course attempt to do something that many don't think that can be done and that's that's what makes your story and everything around your story exception is it wasn't just like show up take the title and and then you're there and show up at worlds and there's always like caveats to it Mm-hmm. There's always like a bigger picture and it's better. It was better that the Carpino was ridiculous now. Yeah. You know, look at that, you know, like, like it was kind of dicey leading in was like, holy shit. Yeah. But, but yeah. afterwards you're like, good, good. good. Now, exactly. like, now what can, now what people, what can people say? I had a very stiff ask on me, yeah. you know? And, and also too, it, it just, cause I feel like it's, it's one of those things like the, uh, the three minute mile, right? Everybody thought it wasn't possible until the one person did it, and now it's it's the standard, right? Or the uh, four minute mile. Sorry, uh, four minute or, or three minute. I think it was four minute. Um, shit. I think it might be three minute. Is it three minutes? Let's go with that. Let's go. Uh, with that, man. But but everybody thought it was impossible until the one gentleman did it, and now it's the it's the standard to go to the NCAA track and field you know championships or whatever. And, you know, Fedoshenko was, was this individual that was doing, he was, he, he was leagues above everybody else in the, in the past and, and it showed. Right. And I, but to me, the, the, the way I looked at, at him as an individual early on in my career, it's like how, like, again, to go to the, to the MMA reference, we, we all bleed, we all breathe. Like why, why can he do it? And what's keeping me from doing it? If I do what I'm supposed to do in the gym, outside of the gym, what I what like what I'm feeling my body with. If if I'm checking all these boxes, why not me? That's like that's and, and that's why there's like one of those things I put I, I I will always put it on my on my little Instagram caption. It's like why not me? It's 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 simple. It's simply because of that. It's like if somebody else has already done it or or if it's something that hasn't been done before, why not me? You know, what's keeping, what's keeping me from not being able to achieve it? Somebody telling me that, I, that I, that I can't do it. Well, sit back and watch. It's you know? uh, to your point about the three or four minute mile. It, um, for a long time was considered a barrier. Yeah. You referred to it as a barrier <laughs> as though you're not getting around it. And mm-hmm. when that individual hit it with it, like in this, it went from barrier to him hitting it. And then I mean, floodgates open almost immediately. People yeah. were like, "Oh, to your your to your point of wrapping your mind around it, 
then it started getting hit and it wasn't it wasn't like um you know there's an influx of new athletes it was athletes who just previously couldn't now they can it was it's right. weird how it works we, yeah. you know, when we weight lift we all have certain barriers like the 500 pounds for whatever mm -hmm. lifter and then but once you break over you're like why was i stuck right below 500 for so long right right it's weird how it works it really and, is it's like it's it's like it's all it's all up here this 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 muscle upstairs the mind dude is it's so powerful it is so powerful and that's where i think that uh it it has allowed me to to do something that it's is different, you know. In in the class, everybody, you know, like when uh, listening to all the previews of PA Nats, like, oh man, six hundred, going above six hundred kilos, right? It's you you got to do something that's only been done. I think it was six times ever in the uh, in the weight class, but it's like it's but it's just it's just six hundred kilos, man. Just just cross it over and just yeah. Fedoshenko said six seventy, right? So yeah. like to me simplify it this man's gone six uh 70 kilos above that 600 barrier just go over it man all, all, all you got to do is you know six six thirteen and a half <laughs> <laughs> well, when, when did when did that flip for you though like when did it turn from you finding the sport and getting involved to i think i'm going to be a world champion after the arnold and and you that's when you believe like I think I I think I could do this. Correct. Yeah. After the Arnold, and and it was just simply because when I hit that five ninety, um, under the circumstances of everything, and me just doing my own nutrition, like now I leave that to somebody else. Uh, my my coach at the time, he was he he knew uh, a thing or two about coaching, but now I got Steve Denovi. Um. So after after the after what I did at the Arnold, and I was like, and when when I really started reflecting on that 590 being in the sport at the time for a year and three months. So a year and three months into the sport, I was like, man, 590. And I believe the the 590 ended up finishing uh, as the number one total in the 60 and 59 during that year period. Um, so I was like, hmm, if I can do that in a year and three months, and you're going to give me another year and three months to put up, to add on to my total. Like, yeah, yeah, I can do something special. And, and when you, so, so when you found powerlifting, how did you find powerlifting first off? Uh, uh, COVID closed down LA Fitness because I used to be just go, just regular, you know, working out, doing my own thing, squat, bench, and deadlift, and do a bunch of accessories and go eat junk food. That, that was the kind of programming I was on. <laughs> um, yeah. Live worse, then, uh, living your best life. For real. And then, uh, so LA Fitness closed down during COVID, ended up going to um, my, the uh, gym that I train at now, aside from my facility, uh, Spanaway Fitness. And then I was there, I think I was doing 315 for six. It was like a PR attempt, 315 at the time for six. And uh, my the guy that ended up coaching me, his name is KK. I call him KK, his name is McKay. He walked up to me, he goes, hey man, you ever thought about powerlifting? And I looked at him, I was like, bro, power, power what? Like, what are you talking about? And then he explained it to me. It's like, it's just, you know, you you prep, you you weigh in, and you just do squat, bench, and deadlift three times, and and you see, and then who, whoever gets the highest total win. And like right away, like my because post uh high school, like I didn't I didn't have nothing that gave me that competitive edge, like wrestling and I did wrestling track and uh, track and field and cross country. So I did sports year round. But after high school, it was just like I didn't really have nothing that that 
lit lit that competitive fire in me. But he told me that, and I was like, huh. I'd set on it, and then I came home to my wife, and I said, like, hey, honey, this dude at the gym told me about this this thing called powerlifting. And then sure as heck, what, what are you talking about? Explain how to explain it to her. And then she was like, oh, then, you know, that's cool. Because, you know, at the time I was a little bit heavier. Um, so I was like, you know, it could be a, a good way for me to stay stay consistent. How, how heavy were you again? Because <laughs> you told me in the DMs. I don't, I don't need, I mean, the fat shame you, my man, but, it, but I got uh, 78 kilos. <laughs> damn. <laughs> yeah. So me being 5'2", the every kilo mattered. <laughs> oh, damn, man. 5'2", yeah. yeah, that's, you, you were thick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was it was a quick way it, it, it was a good sell right because my wife like i said my wife was pregnant um she would would have been pregnant i think for three months so it was early on in the pregnancy and but i was like it was a good sell i guess you can call it i was like you know it'll keep me accountable this is my plan i'm gonna compete like right away i was in my head because of the, the whole wrestling mentality i'm going i'm going from 78 to 59 kilos oh okay Right, yeah, you yeah. Well, wrestlers are known for that, right? Yeah, because I uh, I wrestled at a uh, hundred and six in high school, so I knew that. All right, I w- in my mind, I've, I've done it before. I w- I was there at one point in my life. I just gotta you know backtrack a little bit. So like, yeah, my plan is to do this, do this, this, and it was like, all right. And she was like, all right, it'll it'll be a nice hobby for you. And sure as heck, and and turns into what it is today. <laughs> I mean, holy smokes! So when you first got into this. Mm-hmm. And, and you initially right off the bat were thinking I'm going 59 kilos. First off, mm-hmm. you were gonna drop damn near 20 kilos of body weight. Correct. Which is, which is insane. So how did you yeah. drop 20 kilos in body weight essentially? So you know, I went to the old ways of, of wrestling ways of losing weight, you know, a lot of crash dieting or just going into deep caloric deficits. And I ended up actually having to settle my very first meet ever I did as as, as a 66, but still uh 12 hours prior me and my and my coach at the time kk he cut 11 pounds on the day and then i did nine pounds on the day to make weight you know so because yeah it, weight. yeah that's a big one man yeah that'll test you but it, it was one of those things where i i went so aggressive on the cut so fast that i was losing like three pounds a week sometimes four that training obviously just tanked mm-hmm. so my, it, you know he was like you know what just Let's just do your first meet at 66. That way your body can just take steps and l- let your body acclimate here. Cool. Then we can go to the next one. Excuse me. So um, we did the first meet at 66. I'm like, all right, I did that. And then I was like, man, I just, I just got to be better on, on my nutrition. Just simple as that. I just got to be better. So then started taking my nutrition more serious. Uh, did And then I ended up making the successful cut down to 59 for uh, the Washington State Championship. But it, it took a while. Hmm. 10 months total. Hmm. You mind if I get some water real quick? Yeah, no, go ahead, man. I'll, I'll do a quick pause. Okay. So, so, you... so, so yeah, go 10 ahead, months. Ahead. Yeah, yeah. So, so 10 months it took me to, you know, I guess you can call it lose the weight healthy. That's a <laughs> that, that seems – that's even aggressive, <clears throat> though, considering – 10 or sorry, 19 kilos at that body weight is freaking massive. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't imagine you must have <laughs> felt like this is a, like you must've been slashing calories, doing like road work. Do you, it must've been crazy grind and it had to have taken a toll on you. 
you know, I mean, after I did the 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 meet at sixty six, it surprisingly got easier. Funny enough, just because I took, I ended up just taking just just a different approach and just actually eating clean, um, and my body just liked the way I started treating it. Because mm. before that, it was just junk food all day. Junk food, just not watching, not watching uh, the calories that I was eating, what I was eating. So when when I flipped that switch on, all right, now we're eating ground turkey. Like, funny enough, my wife and I we were just talking about this last night. I've been eating ground turkey for the past like year and a half. I haven't ate uh, outside of like let's say I compete and I have a few weeks off of dieting. Ground turkey and rice. <laughs> you would taste good. Yeah. <laughs> If you, right, if you make it right, if you make it right, you know what I'm saying. That's right. The, yeah, if you you you, pre- you prep it, I'll I'll eat. I yeah. can, certain things I could eat every day as well. Yeah, I mean it so, is. What it so is. yeah, you know it it got easier and uh I did I had a five month period between between my first meet and then the next one at 59 and man and then it got to the point where it just the the weight just started coming off healthy and training didn't take it no longer at all mm. and, and when you first started doing this too and you're doing the cut and you started uh competing who was it that you like did you hop on social media start checking out powerlifting obviously you're saying you're checking out the 59s but you're not going to find fetishanko posting much and you know who was it that you started did you have people that you start following and you started getting inspired by a lot of it early on oh my, my voice changed <laughs> <laughs> um some of it early on was uh russ um it's hard not to say his name um being he he i bought his merch all the time and yeah he's that's the <clears throat> beautiful thing about a guy like russ man his reach yeah. you know yeah, people say he, what they will about how he carries himself but <clears throat> his reach is undeniable for sure um and and also too it was easy to um to to relate yourself to him because he was, you know, raw lifting. Had the <coughs> man, I'm sorry. Don't worry had, about it. Had the uh, you know, the physique, the the following, like he was the guy. Um, and I came across him early on and I was like, man, like this dude is is doing it. Is he's doing a lot of what other people dream dream to do. So i I followed him a lot early on. And uh <coughs> Man, <clears throat> excuse me. Don't worry. And um, hopefully you're not getting sick. No, 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 no. It's literally <laughs> just like a tickle on my throat that is not wanting to go is, away. Isn't that the most annoying? When you Dude, ke- you keep drinking water, like this freaking tickle, <laughs> this tickle won't not, leave. It's not going away. Um, and then I started following. Then I, then after like rust then i started looking at like all right now i want i want i want to feel some inspiration from people that have been there done it um in what for example in in my weight class or or so on and so forth so then i started following charlie yang uh before he moved up um i followed charles Ocopoco. um i looked at some in i i don't remember following a lot of international lifters at the time it was mainly us lifters um, but I just had, you know, ha- a handful of people that like, man, they started from here. Like, I, I really liked the individuals that had a, that had a story, you know, they, they, they weren't always at the top started here and then they're here today. Cause again, it just, it just makes it possible. 
Is this mm. is that an abnormal ask for you to go from whether it was set my story seventy eight kilos down to fifty nine to then climb the ranks and and now be nominated as the as the favorite to win it all? You know, it's, it's, it was possible. What does everybody around you think that like initially, obviously, I mean, this is only two and a half years ago. Yeah. yeah. You were 70 kilos <clears throat> eating all these chocolate bars or whatever made you 70 kilos, you know, living the best life, just going to the gym, doing your thing. And then yeah. two and a half years later, you were as all in as all in gets. Um, I, I'm sure friends and family who had previously seen you on social media and now come to your social media now would be like, what is happening? Like you were obviously your videos, like your social media is wildly entertaining. Anybody listening, yeah. go check it out because it's not what you expect. You shift big weights for a 59 yeah. kilo man for any man. You could show up at any gym and you're going to be, you're probably out squatting, benching and deadlifting all the other like gym guys who were there, let mm -hmm. alone when. That's it would be a beautiful thing if someone if a crew could take you walk into some you know bigger cities with some no, you know just like global gyms yeah yeah get people's expression when you start shifting weights and you start pulling into the five hundos and you start you know, oh man benching, like benching the threes or what and be, just get people's impressions were like what <laughs> you know you could wear some baggy clothes and make you look even smaller just do whatever it'd yeah. be amazing and right. um. I, what's your family and friends impression where now your social media has become obviously heavily influenced by powerlifting. You're dropping these quotes, you're winning titles. You're now the number one nomination globally for your weight class. Um, if they seen Sheffield and it's like, yo, I I'm in contention to be there next year. They'd be like, what? This yeah, is yeah. the wildest. If they yeah. watched it with you and seen clips or just knowing you'll be on like Euro sport, like you're going to the world title representing the U S and it's like, yeah, yeah. 19 people around the <laughs> world are going to be in my weight class. 19 nations represented. This yeah. is a true international. This is no like, you know, this is international. This is international. You yeah, know, like yeah. not like yeah, we got three guys from three yeah. nations. We're gonna pretend right. it's a world title. No, this is for real. What what is your friends and family thinking now and your wife? It's my wife for sure. She understands the uh the magnitude of it. Um you might pause it one more time so I can get yeah, yeah. before I answer. I, I I really so my wife, she has a she understands everything that's going on because i've kind of told like honey like i'm really i'm doing this like you know and she's just like holy heck you're doing it um my parents not 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 so much um they're 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 immigrant folks older individuals who barely on social media to begin with um so them not really but the people that the friends around me the people that i now uh surround myself with they definitely understand that like dang he's he's really about to do this he's really about to step on the world stage and do this after two and a half years this is crazy well i mean okay well first off so yeah. you're you're originally from dominican republic correct there, yeah in your parents you said they were older like how old are your parents <clears throat> uh my mom she's in her um early 50s and then my, my stepdad into his uh mid 50s Okay. So, and, and they, do they fully, like, have they seen powerlifting? Do they know much about the sport or is it kind of like some parents where they're like, they think it's bodybuilding or something? To be honest, <laughs> my, my mom, she, they, they don't comprehend it. Like 
when I tell like, mom, I, I squatted, you know, uh, 485 pounds to her is more of, like the first thing that comes to mind to her is, well, make sure you don't get hurt. Yeah. It's <laughs> the first thing that comes to her mind. And it doesn't, it, it doesn't, they, they, they don't comprehend the magnitude of what that is or what, you know, let alone like anybody to, to squat that, to squat that much weight, let alone uh, somebody my size. Um, so that when I say that they, they don't comprehend much of it, it's, is that like to them, they can't uh, put together the fact that an individual can physically lift this much weight. They, mm. to, to, to them, they don't, cause they've never been around sports. My parents have never done sports growing up. Um, they've always been to themselves. Don't go out much. Like for them to go out to, um, you know, dinner or something like that, it's once a year, something oh, like that. Okay. They wow. don't get out much, you know what I mean? So for them, they don't, they, they definitely don't understand this. And, and, but they, they like, this is the beautiful thing about having like a world championships where it's just universal. You tell people I'm going to the world championships. Yeah. Or, you know, I'm going to fly across the world. I'm on the national team. Like people just are kind of like, okay, say less. They don't even got to know much about powerlifting. Mm -hmm. What is what do your friends and family think about that much? Even they think it's crazy, dude. <laughs> they think it's, it's absolutely nuts because um, <clears throat> I talked about it a lot. Like, hey, man, this this is what I'm trying to do. And you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, it's awesome, man. You know, keep keep working hard. But now that it's here, it's just like it's it's wild, and uh, they 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 think the same. Like they message me all the time, like how 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 are things going? You know, when, when, when I see them in person, it's like, how's prep going? Oh, you know, I, I went out to eat last week, but you know, I, 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 I didn't bring it up cause I know you're prepping for worlds and it's important. <laughs> so like, they, oh yeah. Oh yeah. They very respectful actually. Cause I, I, a, a lot of times I would find myself at the dinner table with family and friends, everybody's eating, but Hey, I got, got to stay within the macros. So they definitely very uh, respectful of the fact that besides my best friend, he be he be pushing buttons in me, bro. He be sending There's me. There's always buttons. that one dude. There's that like, one person. It's like, dude, this isn't funny, man. Stop sending me pictures of pizza. Stop sending me. He's like, dude, man. But uh, besides that, everybody's really understanding, and they're just they have my back on the on the on the journey, you know. And it's 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 crazy. It's it really is. And I don't I don't I, I don't, I'm not saying that like I don't take it lightly. It is crazy. The fact that I, I'm getting the opportunity to compete at the world championships after two years of being in the sport. And you're the number one nomination. Mm -hmm. like, like like to tell your friends and family, <clears throat> it must be weird for them to know you this mm -hmm. long, your whole life. And then you're two years ago, you find a sport. Hey, yeah. I found a sport. I'm going to think I'm going to start powerlifting. And they're like, well, good luck. Well, you know, you probably have some fun. Two years later, you're like, by the way, I'm going to the world championships. I'm the number one nominated lifter. Um, you know, if I, if I win and I hit a certain total, I might be going to Sheffield, which is the biggest, you know, like, and it, yeah. it, they'd be like, what is happening? This is happening too quick. This yeah, is, exactly. you know, and, and I feel like that, that could have, that, that could be for any sport, not just powerlifting, just the simple fact that you joined the sport, you said you were going to do some things, but then it's there two years later. And it's like, like imagine imagine somebody in the UFC like getting into getting into mixed martial arts. I know this 
a lot more that goes into that. But someone gets in, and then two years later, fighting for a world championship, you're like, it's I'm, a lot. Yeah, it's a lot to take in for any. All of the yeah. friends and family would be like, "Holy smokes!" <laughs> I knew you got into this, but I didn't I know, know you were gonna be like this, like this far in. Yeah. What's your biggest motivation at this point? Um, just my son. Um, he's number one. My 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 son. I. It's is one. Uh, I made I made a promise to him. Um, at the state championships, when I uh, very first time, um, I had won uh, a gold medal in the class in the fifty nine kilo class, and I said, "There's gonna come a time." He was uh, it was in October. He was two months old. August, yeah, he was he was two months old, and I looked at him. He was sleeping in my arms, and I uh, looked at him and said, "It's gonna be one day where the, this gold medal is gold medal <clears throat> is gonna represent that dad won." A world championship um and i've and i've been kind of doing that since it's something that i take uh, a lot of honor in for him it's like every single competition that i win i bring him up with me to the podium and i put the medal uh around him because of he's the reason um i there's many times where i'm getting under the bar or i'm getting ready for a for a big deadlift and if if it wasn't for knowing that there's going to come a time, you know, AKA competition where I'm going to be stepping up to the bar or getting under the bar under a certain amount of weight. And he's going to be looking at dad. And, and it's funny enough, now that he's getting ready to turn two, whenever he sees me, whether it's like a lifting video or something on TV that involves any lifting, he'll just be like, daddy, daddy, <laughs> swear it is the coolest thing. So now like knowing that he understands that when he sees dad, uh, stepping up to the bar, getting ready to go to the bar. It's like, hey, dad is about to do this. Um, it's like it's it's I, he's there, and and then I'm here. But I I really feel like it's it's both of us like under the bar or 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 getting ready to pull the weight. And uh, it's him, dude. It's it's one of the, it's crazy. It's a crazy feeling that I, I I can't explain it. Besides just saying that it's it's not just me getting under the bar. So that's so that's a big problem. <laughs> well, uh, but yeah. I mean, yeah. you got a little man helping you now. Yeah. Emotionally, he don't got yeah. a lot of leg drive right now. You know, his, his body fat's probably a little high, but he's but he's but he's he's, he's morally there. Yeah. Um, what's cool is well, well, first off, when you made when you made those promises when he's two months, you mm -hmm. could probably get away with um, him. You know, later on, be like, I didn't say worlds, man. I'm, I'm not, <laughs> you misheard me later on, but oh, now okay. it's on the podcast. It's too late. Now we'd be like, the digital is there forever. Yeah. Um, but what's cool is too, is obviously, yes, he's very young now. He's two years old, mm -hmm. but there's going to be a time when he's 18, 19, 20, yeah. he's a man. I mean, even when he's in high school, yeah, he's going to look back. He can come back in, you know, Gavin was on the podcast and he's like, it's crazy. You know, we do these podcasts together. This is a digital footprint of who we are right now. Right. It's a representation of who you are right now, your story, how you feel, everything, it's being told right now. You yeah. know, when, when I, I was talking to somebody about, I love reading autobiographies and I was like, I've read Muhammad Ali's autobiography later on in life when he was an older man. And then I read his autobiography from 1975 and he wrote it when he was the champ in the moment. And yeah. it's such a different read, yeah. such a different read in the moment. And um, so when you catch an autobiography written by someone in the moment, now and now this era we have podcasts so your mm -hmm. favorite heroes and whatnot you listen to them 
in the moment, real time, how they're feeling. And it's, if you go back 10 years, you get it. You'll, you'll get like exactly the raw goods and everything you're doing right now, your son is going to go back as a man, as a man, like you are now. And look at you in your prime years before you win the world title and talking about your ambitions of, and then winning the world title and watch you and then hear you recount right afterwards. If we do a follow-up podcast and I'm like, Waskar, and we walk through it, he'll hear you talking about walking through winning your world title. And uh, he'll hear yeah. like all of this, you know, he can listen to preview shows and be yeah. like, let me listen to the experts talk about if my dad can hit 613 and make it on the national team. Experts are divided and your son's like, fuck it. And, <laughs> and it makes it, you know, he can hear your son can, your son, all anybody can go back. It's time stamped. Mm-hmm. Grant, look at let me let me let me go a step further. Your grandkids yes. can go back and be like, you know, Grandpa. Yeah, we'll go back, man. There's digital proof. You can see it. It's yeah. it's it's pretty cool to think about. Like your story, you're writing your story. Yes. You- in in two to to add on to that as well is like like we said earlier. I'm I'm from Dominican Republic, and like I uh, going into PA Nationals, I found out that Dominican Republic also has. A powerlifting federation. Ah, uh, they try to they try to poach you. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you go. I found out because they approached me. <laughs> They're like, "What do we got to do? What do we got to do? What do we got to do?" Yeah. Um, but it's uh, it's one of those things where it's also it's also bigger than me, right? Because it's like, yes, right now I have I have this vision of that I set out to do for my son. But then at the same time, it's it's like it's there's this there's this bigger there's like this this also how do I phrase it? Not it's not necessarily like I feel like I'm I'm the chosen one from from my country to do this, right? But it is also in a way being in this position to show the people back home that by any means, I mean the Dominican Republic. I uh, I spoke to the to the gal that uh, runs their their page. Um, they don't they don't send no athletes to worlds because they can nobody can afford it. Um, it's too expensive, um, and it's it's one of those things where being able to not only have have the opportunity to to achieve this this goal that I, that I set out for myself but then at the same time being the person that these other individuals can look at me and say he's one of us man he he really he went there and he was able to accomplish what many didn't think were possible and my my hopes with it all is to ins- just simply inspire people to to not set any limits man um it's it's just it's one of those things is it and it goes back to that there's, there's no other option there's there's just no other option but to win there's because there's 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 variables that go with winning just there's just like the meaning of that of, of my second pool at nationals I knew it was 613 and a half I knew it was my ticket I knew it was this that you know whatever it's it's the same thing with this it's like there's gonna be a point in that competition where it you know if the cards are 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 played correctly that 
it's just it's it's gonna be a done deal and it's gonna be bigger than me. It's it's bigger than just winning worlds, it's bigger than just making Sheffield. Um, it's 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 all to me the way I look at it, it's, it's a bigger picture of like like you mentioned, growing, bringing some attention to the weight class, showing showing other individuals that hey man, if don't don't limit yourself. It's very easy to see other people doing insane things and and ah I don't that's crazy that he's doing that or that they're doing that I I, I don't think I can do it but why not it's like why not um so that's 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 the way I I, I I'm going into this world it's like like mentally like it's it's bigger than just going to worlds and being able to lift that worlds it's like it's not only win it's attempting to make Sheffield it's it's attempting to 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 set an example that man it's possible but I mean in the in the UFC, it was unfathomable that a 145 pounder would be by far the biggest star in the sport until Conor McGregor comes around and wins the featherweight title. And it was like, if you, uh, seriously, now it's like everyone's yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, if you remember the the UFC before Conor McGregor. People would laugh in your 145 pound man would be the biggest star, bigger than the heavyweight champion. Yeah. It would be laughable. It would be like impossible. Now he's so much bigger. It's not even close. Mm -hmm. It's not even close. And he was the featherweight, the featherweight champion was the biggest, most popular. And he would go on a global tour. Yes, it can happen. You know, it's the same thing in our sport where, for a little while there, it was like, you'll, you'll never sell the 66s. That won't be. And now it's like, yeah, you can. It's probably one of the hottest divisions. It's it's that big. It just takes some time. And also for um, doubling back on your point about, you know, in the Dominican Republic and, and them watching. I know to an extent, you know, people are like, you know, just because someone's from your nation that you might not be cheering, et cetera. But I, I remember... When when I was young and um, Donovan Bailey from was representing Canada in the hundred meter race at the world at the Olympics, and so he won the world title and broke the world record, and and so he's the world champion coming into the nineteen ninety six Olympics in Atlanta, and um, I remember so he's he's representing Canada and Canada didn't have a lot of people who were going to win a gold medal at the Summer Olympics. Yeah. Not that nation like the US, for instance, or China or whatever. When he was racing, people were let off work. I remember this. I remember my I remember people that didn't go to work. I remember everybody. I remember I, I was young. Everyone in the streets and stuff all knew like you got to get back into into your house to the to the TV by X o'clock because that's when it's gonna drop. All yeah. the kids were gone. Everybody was inside. I remember the leak wing, all the adults were talking about it. I remember all my buddies on the phone were talking about it. And the world stopped for Canada when that race happened because our hero, Donovan Bailey, was going to race. Wow. I'm telling Dude. The biggest. And then when we, and he won the gold medal. And, And it was, when he won, to say we were proud and like all of a sudden we're walking around with a chest out and like Canada doesn't win gold medals, but we beat the, the, like every other nation, the Americans who normally won or Jamaicans who normally won. And I went to school and we like the teachers, like you, this is what you talked about the next day. 
in class. You know what I mean? This is what we all were talking about. It was, it was a very big deal. Yeah. And uh, sometimes you know, people might not know you. They just know like you're from the same nation as me. And maybe you're in the same like size as me or whatever. There's just those similarities, like you said. Mm-hmm. And they see you up there and they'll be like, let's fucking let's go get them, huh? <laughs> you know, they'll be like, yeah, I get the man. You know, yeah, I'll rally behind this. Let's rock and roll. Um, yeah, it's you can do things, man. People are watching. And it, it is to your to your point, it it's bigger than yourself sometimes. And it'll get it'll get exponentially bigger as time goes. It's only yeah. just begun. You haven't even hit the worlds yet. You haven't hit the world stage yet. And this is year one, which leads to my follow-up with you is, you know, what what do you see? How does this story starting to unfold for you? Do you think? Because this is year one at the worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not you hit the Sheffield. Okay, if you don't hit the Sheffield, uh, like like obviously winning the world titles, number one. Mm-hmm. If you do or don't hit the Sheffield, um, and then after that, is it like, look, at I'm, I'm going to stay... 59 kilos, go back to the world championships. If you don't hit Sheffield, that's the second goal. If you do hit Sheffield, you want a reign of terror and continue on coming back and keep pushing, keep building, keep new people come, new rivalries, and you stay 59 and you keep, and you do a dynasty. Or do you ever think maybe I do this from 25 to 30 and then maybe we take a little peek at what 66 is all about. Yeah. Yeah. We start like, well, what, what are we looking at here? Um, I, I definitely haven't looked as far as far. I I will say this: I have not looked far enough to say I will ever go up to sixty six, just simply because I I haven't maxed out the class. Um, I am still making the weight comfortably, like my especially especially after my cut for PA nationals, it was the most comfortable one. No sauna, mm. very very little spitting, if that. Um, and I cruise on two weigh-ins, chill. So that just tells me that there's still a lot left in the tank for me. Um, and then also, too, I, I want to build a legacy in the class, right? Like, and I and I say that like uh, like Fedoshenko, when when uh, when he was competing, it's like, oh, you you would hear it. Like when when, when I watch uh, some of the his previous world championships, well, here comes Fedoshenko. We know that if he hits his openers, it's a done deal. <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, Dang, like how dominant do you have to be to for like everybody to just like, you know, just dismiss every single other athlete, which is just it's just what it is. I, I don't think anybody meant disrespect, but facts don't care about feelings. Right. Right. Um, and it's, it was just that thing that when Fedoshenko came out, hit his openers. All right. We, we know who won gold. Um, and also, and, and, and that's, that's the level I want to get within the class. Like I want, I, I want to be untouchable before, um, I, I would consider moving up because I, I don't want to like, you know, what if I do this this year, next year, and then somebody starts coming up and then I leave, I'm, I'm not looking like I run away from nobody, mm. you know? So, and then, and that's why something that for, with that being said too, that's why someday before, I leave the entire class as a whole. If if I do leave someday, I need to face Fedoshenko. I need to face him. Um, whether that's him getting unbanned and and coming into back back to the IPF, like I need to I need to face this this boogeyman because I don't I I don't see him as a boogeyman because he's he breathes bleeds and he lifts weights just like I do. Um, so I want to face him and really test 
battle test them in the sense of nobody's ever played with him or or played the games with him like the 93s do with each other like the 66s are getting ready to do with each other where every kilo matters nobody's done that with him so nobody's seen him under pressure and i want to be that person to it's like yeah i get it you can you you can cruise into a win just because you're who you are but how are you how do you perform under pressure when when you have to make a call on your on your second or third deadlift that you you're you're not sure that you're going to be able to hold on to um cuz when it when it's when it's come down to it he has mislift even when it's just him out there um you know doing his thing he has mislift under no pressure aside from being at worlds um so what does that look like when when you got somebody that, somebody at your tail that has the the skills and ability to beat you and uh i do want that opportunity someday before i leave the class so you know for sure as, assuming russia is not banned for the next decade um it would definitely have to be before i consider doing anything about moving it would have to be after facing fedoshenko dude he comes back and you're there to welcome him and you're like well welcome back king welcome back guess what guess what <laughs> you advocated your throne and i'm <laughs> we're, we're on some game of thrones shit right now <laughs> okay there can't be two kings exactly right? well there's yeah. only one throne we're gonna have to battle yeah. it out that yeah. would be that, that i think you coming and establishing yourself in as big as you could build this Fetishiko mm-hmm. comes back for the first time ever we would have like a, a mega showdown in the 59s yeah and we talk about the elevation for that class that would be the pinnacle right there my friend Fetishenko yes. comes back and now it's like everyone be like okay you know what this year for the first time ever you know in terms of like showdown showdown and god bless other 59s maybe they start making a push as well correct correct More people start showing up because you showed up out of nowhere two and a half years you're here exactly. exactly in two and a half years god knows who shows up the the more popular you get the more popular the class gets the more people start coming on board exactly which is only which is good that's good for everybody exactly. Exactly. And I, I hope that does become someday because I know, I mean, I get it. It's it's hard to be a fully grown adult and be 130 pounds or 140 and cut down. I get it. It's difficult. No, Nobody wants to be that small. Every, every guy's ambition is to be big, strong. That's usually the the, the stereotype or whatever. Um, so that's, I mean, this that's why the class itself has never been that deep. But I think Sheffield changed that, dude. I think Sheffield is going to, and, and again, I think that's going to be one of those things where now that, every, I mean, it's simple. As, as long as the criteria doesn't change, it's 636, you go to Sheffield. Who mm. does not want to go to Sheffield? It doesn't matter if, if right now you, you, you had somebody in high school that just lifted and did 400 kilos. They probably watched Sheffield and said, I, I can do that someday. And you never know. Because now it's there, right? It's, it's the 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 mark that you have to hit 613 ticket guaranteed so all you have to do is get there you know um and it's just it's is there you know it's up for grabs yeah it's up for grabs which is who's gonna grab it first (laughs) yeah yeah and it's gonna get tougher and tougher do you think that's why this world championships is has so many people like why do you think this world is so stacked i think a lot of uh that Sheffield, but I also, um, if you watch Junior Junior World, yeah, you watch it because you were there. Um, but uh, 
there were a lot of juniors who no, are no longer juniors. That uh, it's either A, they do, they wait, and or sorry, they go up a weight class, or B, they turned around and after Junior Worlds, they are doing Open Worlds because they're no longer juniors. So a lot of the juniors that did just the, the that did this past Junior Worlds graduated out of juniors and now are in the open. And also, I just thought this right now, previous years, it was uh, all in the same event, juniors and open. Now that it's two different events, somebody mm-hmm. like Zsa Jacob, for instance, or mm-hmm. Natalie, uh, I think she's still a junior, right? Natalie Richards? I believe so. Good question. I don't know. Around there anyways. But either yeah. way, there's a lot of lifters that can do both. Like Zsa Jacob did both in 2022. She wow. she did juniors as well as the open. Um, like you have these options. So now you, if you're good enough for both, you could do both. You could win both titles, fly around the world. Some yeah. nations, they get supplemented in terms of flying around and whatnot. So why yeah, would yeah. you? You'd be like, yeah, I'll, I'll go to different parts of the world and compete, make a national team, just keep making memories with the hell, man. Exactly. You know? So um, yeah. And I, yeah, go sorry, ahead. go ahead. No, you, you, you go ahead. You go ahead. Yeah. And, and I do think too, though, um, there is a wave of juniors that are, are graduating up. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and they're good enough now where previous years yeah. juniors were a little further behind nowadays man it feels like the medians getting younger and younger that are yeah. becoming top contenders yeah and then you know what too with the like folks like yourself interviewing um a bunch of individuals like Ken, the kendrick podcast when you had him on i i consumed a lot of, a lot of knowledge but when you have so much more information out there too it won't surprise me if you see a lot of people also start cutting down to weight classes because, hey, maybe dropping X amount of body weight won't affect my lifting too much as long as I take my time and this and that. So I'm sure you're going to start seeing a lot of that with younger lifters coming into the sport to whether this is to be more competitive, um, to just give themselves a better opportunity, whatever it might be. But there's, there's simply more knowledge out there that allows people to make better choices for their powerlifting career. And that's what I think is it, it is too as well. It's like people are seeing, all right, if if I hire a nutritionist, like all of a, a lot of the top level athletes, they all have nutritionists to take to take care of that for them. Um so that they can make sure they 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 drop the weight healthy, get 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 onto game day accordingly. And I think uh because of the impact of social of social media a lot of a, a lot smaller lifters are starting to realize that hey we can do this it 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 doesn't just have to be three people at worlds <laughs> yeah you're right a lot of people that like now when you start looking at for instance like yeah, the world championship sheffield opportunities floating around and they might look at 59s and be like well you know what that's looking vulnerable to me I think I could hit these numbers. And all of a sudden they're, they listen to these podcasts to your point about like nutrition and what, and they're like, I never even thought about nutrition. I don't look at my nutrition. Yeah. I bet you I could cut and retain some strength. Like, like Evie Corrigan. Correct. If I, if I, oh, I, I think I could do yeah, this. Yeah. And then yeah. all of a sudden it's like, ah, so then you have like previously another reason why the 66 is probably weren't as full is because there probably were like Penna wasn't even a 66 in 2019. He was a 74. Yeah. Yep. You know how many people were like Penna, 74s who were, I mean, he was decent, top 10 in the world. He was, you know, going to world championships, whatever. How many people were like that? And now Penna is like diced at 66. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot. Yep. Previous generations would not be doing all those things to get diced and ready to rock and roll. Now they are. Correct. So those smaller weight classes, 
they're going to get filled up. And also, too, I mean, the the sport is growing. People are seeing what's out there, what's possible. You know, you know, I know, I know you you guys haven't said uh, or or the IPF hasn't said much about what's possibly coming with uh, in the future with raw powerlifting, but people can easily put the pieces together and figure out what's 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 down the pipeline. And that's huge. You know, how many people are going to be willing to fully commit or how many are not committed all the way right now that if they were, you know, what's what weight class are the, would they land on or whatever um, to be more? Because, I mean, to be honest, when I when I two two and a half years ago when I was 78 kilos, part of the reason that led me to commit to the 59s was the simple fact that it was open. Like I, I was looking at. All right. So. All like all I gotta like you know and at the time I was like so all I gotta do is squat this bench this deadlift this and I can be top what okay I just have to take the sport serious and 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 look at what I'm eating and that that's it it's just gonna take more more, more individuals to just not look at it because at the time when I when I started it was just a hobby for me um it it kind of is now just at a higher level because since I'm not making a lot you know crazy money from the sport or barely any I should say um but um it it just takes people just taking it treating it not treating it as a hobby and just taking it serious and committing to the task at hand and if that means going down a weight class and and going down to 59 or or future people coming down to 59 then let that be it so that way there there is more eyes on the class cuz it it needs it it's a fun class i truly do it's a fun, and it's crazy i mean the the things we do it's sometimes it doesn't get uh translated um, I guess you can say in in the way that it should because it it is you know it's a smaller total for example right like when you look at the 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 average total or like the total that that one worlds is it's five sixty five and it's like oh you know five sixty five whatever it's not a crazy thing but at the same time that's more than nine times the dude's body weight um, but in the dots or Wilkes perspective uh, you're probably looking at like a four fifty there you know <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah well, well so here's the thing though as we move forward you could easily foresee like the podium at worlds being as long as everybody's strength goes up 600 kilos and up for yes. for the 59s and that's period whatever like if here here's one thing that is entertaining that people will enjoy that you see in olympic lifting for instance mm-hmm. For a man in the like underneath 130 pounds in the 59 kilo class to be bench pressing in the 300s is crazy wild for people to see. They're like, yeah, holy, yeah. for a man under 130 pounds to be deadlifting 550 pounds and up. For people go to the gym now, you go to a normal gym now, 550 gets loaded in, and it's a big muscular guy who's smashing yeah. at and he's very proud of himself. Yeah, yeah. If people tune in, I get it. People will love to see like the big guys shifting big weights, but there is something about watching a 130 pound man shifting 550 pounds. Yes. You know, you can't tell me that's not impressive. uh, To an extent, previously, the 59s, except for Fedoshenko, but previously the 59s didn't quite have that. It wasn't quite that wow fact. The numbers weren't up yet. Now the numbers are starting to surface around that level. Where mm-hmm. people are going to see it and be like, "That's just impressive." Period. You yes. needed that, though. You needed that, though. It couldn't just be impressive for your size. Right. It had to be impressive. Period. If I go to the gym now, a lot of goals that big jacked, muscular guys are going to have are like 
deadlifting in the mid 500s, mm -hmm. squatting 500 pounds. Well, you'll see that in the 59s. Bench yeah. pressing 300 and up. Well, you'll see that in the 59s. <laughs> so, so like a, a jacked guy is like, I want to squat in the 500s. And a guy who's 130 at Worlds might be like, I want to squat in the 500s. Like yeah. you have that. So that actually transcends. It actually, yeah. now it does. Now it's like people like, okay, I got you. Wow, mm -hmm. that's very impressive. They needed to see that though. Yes. The numbers had to catch up to that and we're here now. And it'll yeah. only get better in the future. That's another thing that I think the 59s are going to enjoy marching forward as the standard keeps going up. And guys yeah. like you come in and, and bring it up another step. And then more people like, I want to be like Oscar. And they all, it just keeps going up. It'll it'll just get more and more popular as the numbers increase. And the 66s have done it. Now they're all in the 700 kilo range. So it doesn't matter how big you are. Mm -hmm. We got 66 is pulling over 700 pounds. If you're a regular gym dude, you might be like, am I going to like watching a 145 pound man lift? It's like, do you like watching 700 pound deadlifts? I don't know. If you like, weight, you know, if you like weightlifting, if you're, you're going to watch powerlifting, you're probably going to watch that. Yes. Yeah. You'll be entertained. Don't worry. You know, cool. they, like, and watch a guy like, here's another thing that people like Penna, like a grind, like it's crazy. Like it's going to be entertaining. Yeah. Yes. And it'll be like Penna will be grinding in the mid 500s for crazy amounts or whatever. So it'll be, um, you know, yeah. All we needed was that catch up, I think. Yeah. And uh, in this is where the shining light on the class and bringing attention to the class brings more competition to the class, brings more opportunities. And then, so you need each other. Yes, you know? no, we do. We do. And uh, it's it's exciting, man. It's it's truly amazing to see the 19, like, like you said it already, 19. That is a crazy number for the 59s. I cannot, be, I can't believe there's going to be two flights for the 59. That's like another yeah, two flights, man. International, flight. international. <laughs> that is wild. You, you almost want to be in the warm up room. Like you're going to be in your game. You almost want to be in the warm up room, looking around like, Hey, fucking can I, Hey fellas, are we, are we here? What's going on right now? Is everyone happy? Is everyone vibing? Like I am right now, fellas, like, you know, look around the room and be like, Damn, we did it, didn't we? We did it, man. You know, and it's and it's again, it's it's one of those things where people are gonna start tuning in because who knows where where things and not just the uh, fans of the sport looking at like whether you're you're there lifting or or watching somebody or or watching looking forward to watching somebody lift. Now you have nineteen other, for example, families tuning into the class. Yeah. Nineteen other groups of friends tuning yeah. into the class so it's just all just just that culmination of just the that the 19 individuals like you said we need each other because those 19 individuals are going to bring in let's call it 100 more viewers or whatever it might be that weren't there the previous years because there was there was not that many of us well when people tune in on Eurosport um because the people watching the stream are already powerlifting fans that's cool yeah but the thing with Eurosport, when people are tuning into Eurosport and it goes to all those different nations, and they're also, again, I can't like confirm deals or anything, obviously, but there's a lot of progress on all the media side as well, as yeah. well as event side. Uh, cool. Like they're like, I mean, like world games, um, you know, I, I can't, like, you know, I gotta choose my warning because I've been like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I get myself in trouble, but I say too much. And they're like, dog, blink twice. Hey, hey, Ryan, blink twice. If <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but, but Gaston himself had made that one comment that I clipped and threw in the stories where um, someone said, what's stopping us from making the world games also raw? 
And right. Gaston said, nothing is stopping us. And then, wow. and then it, be, it goes, and he's like, we know what we have to do. Just give it some time and whatever. So put a pin in that. And mm-hmm. uh, so what I'm saying is um, when world games and this is on all different media outlets, et cetera. So when all these nations, when people tune in, it's, and it's like gen pop watching and they're like, holy shit, there's like 130 pound men squatting 500 pounds and pulling 550. They'll stop at that curiosity level and be like, wow, take a look at this. Holy smokes. And then that's when you're so-and-so in Europe and you're like, fuck, that guy's from my nation. I got a guy in here. There's a guy from my nation. I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody lifting, but that guy's from my country. Yeah. And then you'll be like, oh, let me see how he does. That's the jet. That's where having 19 is good because you're represented. And people, the the representation at World Games, the representation at Worlds, that's where you'll you'll bring other people in. Because when people find you, the, I do it, man, when the Summer Olympics are on, and I'm yeah. an Olympics guy. Like, I just, it's just on in the background. I love it. So I have the Olympics rolling. And if I see Team Canada, I'm like, all right, let's go, Playboy. Let's see. What, like, right. <laughs> let's see. All right, we finish. If if he's, if he's, he's probably not in contention for podium, like, let's get top 10 then. You know, <laughs> just whatever. You you start moving the goalposts, obviously, for you. Yeah. But it helps, man. It helps a little bit. And um, opportunities in the future, again, for yourself, if you start making world games yeah. and you're in the athlete compound with all the other athletes from all the different sports and it's on those, like, I don't know if you've seen the world games opening ceremonies. It's crazy, man. Yeah. It's oh a whole God. other level. You show up, you're not, you're representing USA, but you're also representing the 59 kilo class. You're yeah. also doing things and you want to put on a show. So yeah. people are like, damn, I just watched a 130 pound man just, murder it and it was crazy yeah. was able to do uh, and then yeah, you yeah. show up at sheffield and you you know you seen what the fellas do when they put on and the ladies do when they put on a show like a gavin aiden style when you show up at either world games sheffield worlds whatever it is because because you know there's going to be a big reach yeah if you have in mind waskar a little bit of show goes a long way and you let them know be like, people are going to go the tomorrow morning. They're going to wake up. They're going to go to work around the water cooler, or the coffee machine. And they're going to make. And saw a 30, 130 pound man just rip shit the other day. And holy smokes, man, it was wild. And you come out there confident and you know, you do your damn thing and it put on a bit of showman on it. And you're a, yeah. you're a charismatic dude. It, it almost helps to be small. It, yeah. you, just, you just got to make it your thing. Yeah. Everybody yeah. is around buck 80 lifting weights or buck 90. That's average. Yeah. But you want to be average? No, no. Different, yeah, you know what? Be, gotta different. Go be different, man. Yes. yes. Be, be 130 pounds and deadlift 600 pounds and see what's yeah. up. Hey, and throw your hands up. Hey, hey, put a pin in that. Put a pin in that. <laughs> and then see what's up. And then throw your hands up and be like, there it is. There yeah. it is. Right. I'm hitting your goals at half your body size. There it is, man. It's, yeah. uh, it's possible. It is possible, man. It really is. And ah, everything that you, you, you nailed it, dude. You literally nailed it because um, right now we, we don't have, um, you know, I, I, I guess you can call it myself to uh, represent the class or, or potentially do these things at this time. But because of the asterisk that Fedoshenko has, we, we, we will never, we don't have that right now. We don't have somebody that, man, we're going to have that little guy at potentially the, the world games. We're going to have a little guy at Sheffield. It's like, nope, yeah, nope. 
nobody's there. Yeah. Dude, that is that is such that's why I said it's bigger. It's bigger than than just winning a world championships. It really is. And being in being smaller previous, like it's only that until someone comes. And let's use yep. the same analogy we said earlier, where people were like, nobody cares about the 59s. They're too small. It's only that until the right 59 comes. And then because he's the guy that actually works it as an advantage, a a, a disadvantage. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. I'm the guy that'll let's have a crew follow me to the gym and get people's reaction when I load up 600 and I'm 130 pounds. Let's, let's do that. Let's have, let's target gyms where I show up and I, there's a bunch of gym bros there and I start smashing their way to when I'm 130 pounds. Let's do that. Let's no, no, no. no. When, when you show up at Sheffield, you think because I'm smaller, people aren't going to be impressed. No, 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 no. You'd be like, this is my advantage, my friend. This is, this is, this isn't the con, but you got to be able to see things that you first, you need the talent to be able to shift weights. Previously we had Fedoshenko, but we wouldn't have had a 59 that could lift heavy enough. Check. You got that. Good. You need the talent. Now you need also, you're American, you speak well, charismatic, good-looking guy, full-time job, family man, wife, kid, very um, everyday man. People can relate. You know how many people are like, you're killing it. Wait till you have a kid. Wait till you have a full-time job. Wait till you have responsibilities. And you're like, you want to talk that? My man? <laughs> You know, you, it would be that it would be like, well, or people, there are people who have full-time jobs, married kids are like, it's very difficult, man. Do I got to say no to my dreams? And a guy like you, you can speak to and say, no, no. Well, you make it work. If you need to make it work, mm-hmm. you know, this, this is, so you got a lot of boxes checked in your favor. And yeah. then the one that you could look to as an advantage is this to be like, I'm yeah. different. I'm different. Um, and, and you embrace it. Yeah. I mean, dude, you're, 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 taking words like you're a very good speaker obviously but like you're taking words out of my mouth dude it is it's like and it's 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 truly an honor as like i don't i don't say it lightly um it's it really is an honor to be in this seat currently and it's still like there's nights where i close my eyes and i'm just thinking to myself just in my thoughts and i'm like i'm really about to do this (laughs) like and it's like it's it's really wild, and I don't. I'm very I'm very thankful for the uh, for the opportunity to be in the position I am, um, and it's it's really is a crazy position, and you know it's something I'm still getting used to. Some people have it like that, and it's natural to them to just go with it. It's it's new to me, dude, and I am learning how to navigate these waters, uh, because it's it's a crazy thing. I don't think. Like people that that get to to this level don't speak don't speak about it much, whether it's because they don't want to admit it or it's natural to them. But th- it's wild. It mm. is crazy, you know, to be in a in a position to be the face of something. That's crazy. That's it's just it's crazy. It, it's it, it's happening quick to you. Here's yeah. here's the thing. Like um, and it's about to like, like it's about to happen. Like you're about to go to the worlds. And this is, here's a, a couple things that I would say is when you're there and you're at worlds um, and you've seen the pictures and the videos, you've seen what it's all like. Everyone's taking all the group pictures, group videos are all hanging out. Don't stay in your room. Don't be, be present. Yeah. Shake as many hands as possible. Make as many friends as possible. Many connects as possible. And um, 
in and, and this is where it's going to happen is like when you're in the pictures you're in the you start doing collab work and whatever because it's not just for yourself it's for your class and if you, when you become the world champion of the 59s, it's for the 59, it's for the health of the division. So when yeah. you start linking up, you know, you're talking about Penna, you could, you'll meet Penna, you'll meet Leah Bavo, you'll meet Jessica Bittner, you'll meet, you know, you're going to meet all these people in real life from all yeah. over the world, man. You're going to meet me. Well, we met Playboy. We met, we met at the Bay Dads. We're going to meet again, but we'll, we're going to keep doing these things, right? The more people you meet, keep, keep dapping people up and, and doing yeah. your thing. Cause realize that, um, the more you make these headways and start doing collabs and videos and stuff like that and, and and reach out and be that guy and start building bridges and connections. And then they'll think of you when, when they're doing, uh, you know, different social media things. And this is what also going to help for the 59s. It's, it's, it is your, you're your own PR guy. And the more PR you do, like you're coming on podcast now, and this is great. This is lovely. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, it is possible once you win the world title, then it becomes like, what am I going to do with this? And then yeah. it's the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And you keep, you, you just push, man. You got, yes. you game, you got it. It, it, whether world games opens up Sheffield, whatever, keep pushing. And the longer yeah. you can push. And if someone else new comes into the class that starts riding your heels, it's like, Oh, good. Yes. Good. Cause that'll, oh, God, that'll good. create the conversations and oh, yeah. it's going to take it. Oh, and then you get, people are going to be tuning in to see what ends up happening. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. It'll it'll start. This is the first step. It's it's exciting. It's exciting because you're like right there. It's yeah. Let's see what's get, about. Let's yeah. see it. Charlie Yang told me told me it the simplest and the best way. He just finished the job. Like I, I I I'm here. I got the opportunity. I got the I got the job. Now I just got to finish it. That's Simple right. as that. That's right. That. It's um yeah, dude. I can't wait to see you in Malta. I can't wait to see you do your thing, um, and have fun, man. Embrace it all, and it's it's kind of good. You get to bang it out first, get it out the way, and then you can go into, you know, is your wife going to be there with you with your son? Yeah, my wife and son. They're both coming. Okay, so obviously yeah. you got to have that family time in the whole nine as yeah. well. But yeah. um, but I would I would uh very much encourage you to hang out with as many people. Treat it a little bit like some PR stuff as well. And try yeah. to hang out because that's what a lot of other people do for good reason. And you can yeah. get a lot of pictures, videos, and content that you'll be able to drop throughout the year and be able to talk to and speak on. And like, and this is how you start, you know, you start building, young man. That's good advice because I was I was going to be honed and buckled up in my room just waiting to step on the platform, dude. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, there's, there's something to be said. You got to be because you got the task at hand. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. But when you're done, if how long are you, you sticking around after you're done? Like. No, unfortunately, I, I bounce out there on the thirteenth because I have to the the way my my PTO at work worked out. I was expecting Worlds to be um, a week later than it actually is, ah, so I gotcha. started on a specific holiday to have enough time to have two weeks off so I can be there longer. It didn't play out that way, so I have to work actually the following Friday. Okay, so the thirteenth. Yeah. When does the world start? Refresh my memory on the uh, uh, the June eleventh. Okay, but I'm, but I'm gonna be there um, as of the sixth, and I mean the the first few days early on. If if anybody's there, I mean yeah, I'm I'm Dog. gonna be chilling. You know, where that's that that's game all day. It's more I would say more like the last two days before competition is more where I like to myself getting ready kind of mm. deal and all that good stuff. Yeah, I would say like you're you're gonna find that worlds and it's <laughs> I, I, I'm talking about it, I get. Goosebumps all over, but you Dude, just, you, you just, you chill in the lobby of the hotel 
And like, it's like international stars come through in our sports. All the biggest names in our sports just come through in the yeah. lobby from all over the world. Yeah. At any given time, chilling in the lobby, you just chill down there reading a book and you don't know who you're going to run into. And I would very much encourage you and everyone's friendly. Everybody is like, you roll up on something like, Hey man, you mind if I get a picture with you? And they'll be like, let's do this. And you could yeah. take some fun pictures or whatever, like me and you did when we were at yeah, yeah. bats or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, just just be as outgoing as you can be when you can be and take as many pics and videos as you can. And um, yeah, do, do your sure. damn thing. You'll have a good time. We'll do. We'll yeah. Do. yeah. It, do you want to play the name game, sir? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Let's do the name game. So for everyone listening, um, I say a name and Waskar can say one word, two words, a story, or, you know, as little as much as you want. But sometimes it's just word or name word name word sometimes it's just that even okay yeah, yeah. all right name game begins the current champion antoine garcia take it easy <laughs> i feel i i don't know i feel like homeboy's always maxing out in the gym <laughs> maybe yep yep fair enough um <laughs> the 59 kilo goat sergey fedyashenko Uh, I guess, I guess probably, oh, unfinished story. I guess you can call it. It's a, or tarnished story or of, of what could have been because, um, I feel like a lot of people that compete in tested powerlifting, um, it does, it doesn't matter to them. Like myself, it's like, once you make a decision like that to, to and you failed the drug test it's like you will never get that level of respect like that's why you know john jones people some people will never consider him the goat because of the the fact that he has a failed test whether it was a picogram or whatever it was he failed the drug test um so man what could have been yeah and perhaps the passing of the torch to come exactly Let's see that this, the, you know, um, Brian, the torch. that's right. There's another one passing of the torch. Uh, the 66 kilo American champ, Brian Lee. Future world champion. Ooh, we got a prediction. Yes. Okay. How about this one then? Former world champion, Pena. Inspiring. Very much inspiring. Um, he is an individual who, when I came across his page, um, he had many could have could have during his his climb to where he's at currently, and when he got to you know the top after winning worlds or hitting the uh, seven hundred, I believe at uh, at Euros, um, he's taken a couple a couple you know falls. And uh, he doesn't make excuses. He gets right back up, keeps his head high, and keeps moving forward because he understands that it's bigger than him. So it's truly inspiring. I also love what you said earlier about, like, he's so passionate. It's such a – it's so awesome. He's, he's a great talk because he, he is a passionate dude. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the uh, – the, when, when, when he was on just in the 
just his uh, most recent one when, when you had him on. I've listened to to his things in the past, but when I seen that he came back on, bro, I had it on and it did not come off until it was finished. Yeah, it's the dude. There's some of them like that, huh? Dude, it was. He's a great talker. Very, very. It's very relatable. Uh, very easy to relate to him and his passion. Passion to win is very relatable because I'm, 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 I'm like that too. It's like I'm, I'm here. I'm putting in all these hours into this. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. It's like the passion to win from him is so relatable. It, that it's so easy to uh, talk to, uh, to, uh, to listen to him. Yeah. Agreed, dude. I love talking to that guy. Um, Jesus Oliveras. Oof. Future goat. Future goat. Yes. If you guys both win worlds, I you guys got to get a picture together. The biggest That's world champ, the smallest. You got to. I am, I, I am looking forward to taking a picture like that with him. <laughs> and one of you guys squaring off like two MMA guys. You have to. Have to. You want to talk PR stuff? This is the stuff you do. This yes. This is the stuff you dude, do. That is the one. I'm, I, I, am, I, I was really looking forward to seeing him at PA Nationals. And after he didn't show up, I was like, all right, it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, because I have a picture with uh, Ray Williams at the Arnold. And it's literally, it, it is the most comical picture that, that I have probably have on my phone. <laughs> but when it, when it comes to, um, it's better at Worlds, because if you're both world champions, this yes. is something like you picture the IPF would love because it shows the, the smallest world champion and the biggest world champion. And it just shows people in our sport from one side right to the other, all shapes and sizes and everything in between. That's amazing. And everything That's in between. That's and true. It's a beautiful quick snapshot of our sport. What yeah. makes our sport come one, come all, we got a spot for you. And you could That's be, you actually, could, yeah. you know, it's a beautiful thing. That's why that picture needs to happen. If the IPF don't post it, Playboy, I'm going to on King of Lifts anyway. So I want <laughs> that pick myself. <laughs> but um, uh, how about this one, Russell or he? Um, part of my story. Okay. Chapter, a chapter in, 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 uh, in, in my story. Evie Corrigan. Menace. To do <laughs> what she did is she's a menace for that. And I, I love the fact that it, she gambled and she she put all the chips in on one and she believed in herself and, and got it done. Amazing. I got a feeling when people listen to her, your podcast, Kedrick's, it is going to encourage people to think, like you said, be like, well, I wonder if I can make this weight class. <laughs> all of a sudden, it's like, well, let's see what happens. I know. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, net, net, next year, you have everybody shift down a weight class. Dude, there'll be a ripple <laughs> effect. There'll be a few people anyways, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, how about this fellow teammate of yours under Steve Denovi, Natalie Richards? I... I've only spoken to her a few times, but from what I've gathered for her is determination. She is determined to finish the job, and uh, I, I more than likely, she will be another world champion as well. Okay, there's a more than likely. Let's talk about Jad Jacob. Whew. She's got a battle coming. She's got a <laughs> <laughs> I love how you st stood firm behind Natalie and your Team USA, but yeah, it's a it's a good one too, huh? 
Yeah, it is. A, I I'm excited to watch that 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 class. I am very excited, and I'm I am honored to be there in person to be able to watch it. So it's gonna be a good one to watch. Um, last name on the list, Steve Denovi. Who? Ah man, yeah. There's definitely not one word. So. He he will be the the reason that I do like in in the sense of an individual that outside of like you know he's he's my coach right but somebody that when I when I came to him and I told him the things that I wanted to do he's seen what I had what I had what I had already done he never doubted me he never he never made me feel that hey man you know let's let's try to get this done first before we we start thinking like big um i one of the things that i that i like to say to myself is and i try to live by is if your dreams aren't big enough uh if your dreams don't scare you they're not big enough and uh, when I came to Steve, I told him all these dreams and aspirations that I had that I wanted to do within the sport. And he never made me feel like it's not possible. Like, hey, man, maybe you should do this first before you start thinking of that. And he is somebody that truly believes in my abilities, even when some days I don't. Um, there's there's. I can't, it's countless times I get done with the training week and Steve will look at my training and he'll just be like, all right, man, you know, if, if you just, you, you know what you're capable of, you've done, and this kind of reminds me like, you, you know, you know what you're capable of, you've done this before, what's five more pounds, it's, or it's there, you just gotta, just gotta dig deep and just, he's somebody that, truly believes in me and he will be uh, he'll will be one of the biggest reasons that I do something great in the sport well said um before I let you go looking at the world championships mm -hmm. what is your obviously biased take because you're on team USA but and you'll be one of the people contributing points yeah, yeah but when you get a gold medal you contribute 12 points silver nine points eight points, seven points, so on and so forth down without crunch. I know you didn't crunch numbers weight class by weight class with predictions, but do you see team USA taking the men's title in the women's title? Do you think uh, off the top of your head? I don't know if you've, how much you've looked into it, but I think on the men's side, like respectfully, I think we might sweep the, might sweep it respectfully. The women's side, I think it's a toss up. And and that's just you know being honest. Um, I the French women are are they're they're <laughs> stacked. It's as simple as that. They're stacked. They got shooters. It's 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 a fact. But on the men's side, when when we're looking just simply based on nomination, seeing what people have done in the past, and if 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 everybody shows up on their A game. I mean, as of right now, in, in every single weight class, every American is either nominated first or second. Or so, third. Third in the 105s with Michael Davis. Okay, or, or third, yep. And even then, Mikey... Or actually 120s with Tony Cliff. 
break. I forgot about the one twenties. Okay. Um, even then with even even with Mikey, I mean he's potentially if he puts that together, one pull away from winning as well. Yeah, no, that's true. That's fair. You know? Um so I think that if we all put it together, and th- that's actually one one of the other things too, is like I'm the first American to take the platform this year. Um, just 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 the way the schedule planned out. So, you know, set set the momentum right, win gold, and and hopefully have that nice domino effect for the rest of the Americans to just bring us bring home as much gold as possible. Is it something that, you know, when you make the national team, mm-hmm. like obviously you hit the platform solo, but when you make the national team, is it something you take pride with to recount when you relive your story down the road to future generations to be like, yeah, I made the national team. I became a world champion in the year I was on the national team. Our men's national team won the world as well yes. as part of a winning team that year. Correct. Correct. Yes, that is, it is, it's truly an honor to be, to be in, in that position and to, you know, potentially be part of something that not only did I win, but the rest of these eight of individuals, we all won together and we, we came together and all of us put it together on the day and out of X amount of nations, X amount of other men, we won. Yeah. And it's the best of the best. It's a, you, yeah, you want to be the dream team of 1992 or whatever the hell you don't want to be the, or the dream team that Kobe came. You don't want to be the dream team that ended up the one year that they lost. This is what makes it kind of exciting too, man. Like you're, there were times in the women's where it came down to, you need to win like Megan Scanlon, that 63 kilo class when Leah didn't make weight. Uh-huh. The entire podium had the exact same total. She won on body weight and she needed to clinch those 12 points and not nine. They had to have that swing. They needed these points for team USA to take this national or the world title. Like it gets exciting sometimes. And when it's bigger than you, you know, you've said this several times about bigger than me. It is like, all right, well, I did my 12 points towards the team. Right. Let's go hand it off. Let's go fellas. And you're kind of watching like, let's, let's all celebrate at the banquet afterwards or whatever. You know, yeah. I know you won't be at the banquet, but still, you'll still be like, let's, let's look back on this year and be like, we took that world title too, huh? <laughs> you know? And then essentially, you know, the, the, the domino, like, you know, the, the French women weren't there a few years back and now they're here and mm-hmm. they want to stay. They want to, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure they're coming into this world championship. Like, we're winning this one and we're going to take the next year and next year and next year. Right. So it's about starting that domino effect. I mean, we haven't had, um, uh, as, as, as big of a spread in, in weight classes, like starting from the 59 as for the Americans all the way to, to the heavyweights. I think is the 93 is the only one that doubles up this year. Right. I think for, for America, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Cause you can only double up one. That's true. Yeah. So I, I believe, I, this might be, I'm, I might be completely wrong on this, but this might be the one of the first or few years where we have such a big spread of Americans coming in instead of being stacked in different weight classes. Um, so it's pretty cool to be part of that as well. And it's like, let's start that domino effect of just like winning almost every class, let's call it, and just sweeping it. Yeah. You know what, to your point, when you said sweep initially, um, the 120s, you don't have a 120. So in your defense, you're not lying. You don't have a 120 in there. So you kind of take the 120s out. You yeah. mean like you could sweep all the classes you're in. Um, yep. So sorry. I, I kind of just to, for anyone listening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like you wouldn't for that effect. Because obviously 120 plus Jesus, 120 
Um, you don't have a lifter in there. 105, you got Michael Davis, who for sure, I mean, he's got Anatoly in there. He's got stiff opposition, but Michael Correct, Davis. correct. Michael goes nine for nine. Who knows? Let's see what he does. Yep. Um, obviously, US 93s, you got Gavin Aiden and Keiko. On the flip side, Gustav yep. is back, and yep. Gustav hit 880. It's crazy. In the 93s, one through four is separated by four kilos. <laughs> I mean, it's in 93s, poor Jonathan Keiko never had an easy day. It's always four kilos, yeah. four kilos. Like, like there's nothing separating these men. They're Dude. all, you know, because Gustav Hedlund did 880 as well. Like Gavin yeah. just did 880. Gustav did 880. So it's a, uh, it, they're, they're killers, man. We'll see what yeah. happens. The 93s, it, class. it's crazy. It's going to be amazing. Um, To your point further, 83s, Delaney Wallace, defending world champ, 835, but I mean, Jaren's is in there in the 74s, the goat Taylor Atwood, but Taylor's injured, not a hundred percent. The rest of the 74s are killing it. Tim Matagati's come down from the 83s and what still hitting his 83 numbers and training. This is going to be scary. So yeah. it's maybe, so he a, maybe he was talking to Kendrick. A little. <laughs> he, my dog, I don't know what's happening right now, but it's, <laughs> it's crazy. But to your point, Taylor, Taylor's got a dog fight on his hands. But he yeah. could take he could take it. So you can have the 74s, 66s, you got Brian Lee, and then 59s, you got yourself. So you're yeah. right in that. All the classes that American is represented, so that omits to 120s, you guys could take this. Mm -hmm. You guys could do this. It's gonna be tough. There's some battles well, ahead. But how dude, cool would it be at the biggest world championships to be the team yeah. win? That's that's also pretty cool. The biggest the biggest one yet. You turn around and win as a team. Like ah, that's gonna be so some, cool. it'll it'll take some upsets. A couple of them are gonna take some upsets, but it can happen, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got I can't wait to watch it, dude. I am I'm excited to be the first to take the platform, and then be a spectator because I <laughs> as the days go on, ah man, I do not want to be Mike from the U.S. team coach. I do. Yeah, no, it's stressful. That's a, that's a thing too. When it becomes like your national team coach, if you're a personal coach, it's one thing because you got your client. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you owe your client in. But when it's your national team coach and people are tuning in and, and it's national team points as well, if you drop the ball and and, and like and you you're you're going to drop the ball like every single even the greatest coaches NBA NFL you're going to make a play that people are like oh, I think I. Yeah. Ah, damn. I would have took that one back if I could. It's going to happen eventually. Like Matt Gary, who's the GOAT game day guy, he's like, I have I have made I fumbled the ball in powerlifting terms. I have fumbled the ball, yeah. loaded the wrong one, and be like, oof, I think I cost us. And it's tough at a local meet or even a nationals, it's one thing because it's one lifter you're kind of impacting mm -hmm. when it's worlds and you just cost the national team like instead of 12 points, you got nine points. You, every single other person on the team, it's like, who got their 12 points would be, my man. Yeah. If we don't win now because of that, it, everyone watching who's like, watching like, damn, Team USA could, damn, we could have used that. Like, that's tough. You know, yeah. those are swing moments where you're like, oh, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, we, yeah. Team USA drops from first to second if it's tight. You know, it becomes like, ooh. Okay. Ooh, that's harder to live. It's very yeah. stressful. I would, I would way better handling stuff. I would way better handle at a national level or below than a world's when it's that. Yeah. Nah, I'm good on that. And, the, and then the national team fed 
when it's nationals, again, it's just your clients. When it's worlds, um, the people who you get nominated as national team head coach and the people who put you in place would be like, they fly you out and pay for you in the whole nine. And when you come back and, and the president and the president's like, what kind of happened there, man? What happened, man? Like, you know, there, there, are some, there, there are some nations that are so into it. Like so into the, uh, like on the game day handling side, they want to report on what your lifters were coming in. What they estimated your ch the chances were for gold, silver, bronze, and then they want to report where your lifter where your lifter ended up nominated, like afterwards, where they ended up ranking compared to the nomination, and then why you think that happened, and if you lost points, because like right down the standing when 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 it's tight, when it's very tight, from getting your your like because some teams aren't going for first, some teams are going for let's finish top five. Some teams need government funding based off of how they do. Some teams, it's everything, my man. In certain nations, wow. so it's like so it's like if you get your lifter from eighth to fifth in top five, it's a massive win for everyone in the nation. And you come home, and the national Fed is like, hats off, good job. Or you had your lifter nominated fifth. You come home, and they end up eighth, and they're like we got to talk because maybe we yeah. need another head coach next year. And that's conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where worlds gets fun because when it's nationals, it's every man for himself and it's cool. It's still yeah. fun. But at worlds, it, it, it'll feel different when you're in a warm up room. You'll feel this. You'll feel this man, because those national teams, head coaches are looking at the big, big picture on everything. Yeah. And some yeah. nations, it's in some nations, like some people get like paid doing this and, yeah. and they get flown around the world. And it's nothing. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty, it's pretty That's amazing. See, like all of this side of the powerlifting like side, it's like I, I haven't learned it. Right. So that's like, this is all like, thank you for this information. I'm sure I'm going to learn a lot more once I get into Malta yeah. and everything like that, the closer we get. But that's crazy, dude. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Rory, Rory, who's done a lot of co hosting with me they talked about some of the performance indicators they did like leading into and afterwards and meetings they would do. And that's New Zealand and New Zealand's a powerhouse as well. New Zealand, New Zealand's got some killers, you know, Carlene in the 76 is obviously Evie Corrigan, Tim Monogatti. We already mentioned and Like, yeah, they have a woman who just pulled the biggest deadlift in, in um, the IPF. She's like pulling 600 pounds. She's coming, she's coming to this world's uh, no, no, sorry. She's from Australia. I am uh, sorry. But anyways, Nevertheless, there, there's a lot of, there's, there are nations, they take it super duper serious, man. It's, it's gonna, yeah. it's, it's awesome. So when you watch worlds, I love battles. I love seeing what happened. Where do we end yeah. up? Where do we end up? Yeah, I love it, man. And it's very exciting to now be, um, have a better understanding, being involved. Cause now you see how, you know, cause I, when I, when I, early on, when I used to listen to the King of the List podcast, I would like listen to you say stuff like, it's like, oh, that's cool, man. That sounds cool. And everything It's like, I, Again, it's like uh, you can't really comprehend it sometimes unless you're in the sea or or you've been in the sport long enough to like, man, this really does impact this or impact. And it's like, that's amazing. It's it really well, now you now you know, too, not like you're a part of that. Yeah. You were now a part of that bigger picture I just mentioned. And when people go back in previous years, like powerlifting guys look back at certain years like, well, who won worlds that year? What nation? Why did they come in second? Who was on that national team? What happened? Yeah. And they start looking at it. They're like, well, that team actually comprised of, and they talk about the team, like they talk about the dream team for the NBA. They're like, who's on the dream team of, of uh, 2016? Well, who's on the dream team of this year? And they're like, oh, that yeah. year had Kobe. 
Well, that yeah. year had, well, that year, 2023, they had Wasker in the 59s. That's right. I remember that stuff happens. Ah, Which, you know what I mean? And they're like, yeah, they, oh yeah, they won that year. That's right. That's right. They won that year and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, yeah, because Wasker won the 59s hey, and they go through it. This is also a part of your history that you get to recall, that That's you get to be a part of and tell your yeah. son and everything and be like, yeah, that was cool. And every year's like that. Every year yeah. changes, faces change. Did you look at France, man? Joy, Jad Jacobs relatively, like faces change, man. And you'll show up, whatever, man. It's just layers to it. It's amazing. Hey, just know, just know if, uh, if, if we, if we get it done, I mean, when we get it done and then, uh, you know, we make Sheffield and I start calling myself triple C cause you know, we got the, uh, U, uh, USAPL champion powerlifting America and then world champion. I mean, that's triple C right there. So there it is, dude. <laughs> oh my God. That's true. That's if you, start true. Doing, if you, if you uh, scroll on my Instagram three months from now and start seeing some goofy stuff, just know it's just me trying to grow the class, man. All right. I'm you do what you, right you got to do, man. Let them talk. Hey. As long as just, talk, you could say good, say bad. Just talk about me. Exactly. You know what I mean? Talk about us all. Let's go. Um, listen, man, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. This has been, dude, this is a good conversation. Thank you. Yes, it was, man. I was all nervous, but the, but the second we started talking, it kind of just, it flowed and, and it was awesome. Thank you, man. It's just regular chat. That's, that's the good thing. It's just free flow and regular chat. There's no, yeah. um, yeah. It, dude, you're a good talker. Appreciate you're, it. You're a funny guy, charismatic dude, good storyteller. <laughs> and, um, you're a good storyteller and your story's just started. Thank you. Until you, you'll have some stories after worlds because you're going to see a lot of crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I look forward to it. We'll talk yeah. again, man. We're obviously going to see each other in Malta, but yes. uh, let's do let's do some follow up podcasts and whatnot on the other side of all this craziness. Let's see how the chips fall, and we'll we'll get your impression on everything, and and we'll take it from there, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate you, and thank you for the opportunity. It's truly is uh, amazing to be on this podcast. One that. One, I only dreamed of uh, getting posted on your page, let alone being here today. So I appreciate the opportunity, and uh, I'll see you. I'll see you on the other side. Dude, good luck. Um, I, I love what you're doing with the 59s, and freaking, I'm in your corner, man. I, I'm, you. I'm with you. I'm, 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 I'll give you as much push as I can, man. And I, I hope, you, man. I wish you all the, the success, and uh, let's see what we can do with these 59s, man. I, I believe in you. I believe in you and everybody listening, um, please do subscribe, give us high ratings on whatever platform and, and post up in your Instagram stories. I will repost and give Wasker a follow the guys belting off amazing content. You're going to like it and make sure you tune in and watch my man put on a show at the IPF 2023 worlds and let's give him some support and see if we can't get him at the Sheffield world games and keep this thing moving. Yes. This thing moving. All right. Six pack lap of that. Six up. And we are out.